Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Every episode is a complete story with an ending, so you can listen to these in any order. We are joined by... Sitara. Hello, my name is Sitara Astronova. I'm a Celestial Warlock, and I'm 3rd level, I believe. Yep, 3rd level. Um, I am 6 foot tall, and I resemble a half-elf. My skin is midnight blue and covered in shifting white tattoos. My hair is white, and it kind of glows like starlight. And I like to wear black clothes because I am a emo, kind of. <laughs> Rain Cloud. Hello, my name is Rain Cloud Moonglow. I'm a big, fluffy, swashbuckling cat man. I stand around six foot nine. And um, I'm, a, I'm a cat of the world. And looking forward to today's adventure, what it might hold. And Dr. Crud Third. Well, howdy. I am a eight foot tall, five foot uh, yeah, five foot wide, loxodon. I have blue jeans, a white button down shirt with a red tie, and a white lab coat with Doctor Crud the Third embroidered on the left side. Yeah. Today is a bit different than the normal game because you may or may not be starting in the guild hall. Welcome to the. Groundhog Day movie-esque puzzle adventure! There are three terrible events going to happen today in the city of Nikimui. Much like the classic movie Groundhog Day, in which a weather presenter relives one day over and over in a loop, you have the opportunity to relive today over and over to prevent these three terrible events, if you want to. If you can prevent all three, that's great, and we'll be done. But if you reach midnight and you haven't prevented them, that's all right, too. We'll restart the day and you can start again. This is an experiment in storytelling using Dungeons and & Dragons, and I thank you for participating. I don't know if this is going to work or not, <laughs> but uh, no worries. If you reach the end of the day with nothing but bad endings, we can restart as long as there's time left in our in-real-time game. If you still haven't prevented all three events when we run out of time for the game, I can reveal anything you'd like to know at the end. If you're ready with a pen, I've got your location names for you. Everyone have a pen? Yes. 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 Please write down the following. Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall. Beach. Apartment Building. Alley. Tastes Like Crepe Restaurant. Park. Market. Nikamui Community College. Those are your settings for today. You can go to any of them for a one hour long chunk of time. It's 9 a.m. and you have until midnight. Where would you like to start? So are we all together or are we all yeah, starting you... separately? Nope. You have to do everything together today. Okay. So I think that it would be most logical to start out at the Guild Hall. Sure. Yeah. I, I think I think Dr. Crud is parked right outside of it with his uh with his cart, his uh mobile free clinic and is uh and is uh seeing patients. Uh yeah, Rainclad is inside and uh what I neglected to mention or what he neglected to mention a moment ago is that uh, as uh, based on the last episode he's still wearing his uh rental outfit from the ball that he was at, <laughs> which is uh the top half of Paul McCartney's Sergeant Pepper's blue kind of like uh, faux military garb with all the 
tassels and epaulets and stuff. And he's just in the in, in the guild hall, just kind of like swanning around, waiting for people to ask him about it and kind of, You're this old thing? Um, it's it's days to weeks overdue at this point. He's lost he's lost track and he's just treating it as his own and hoping that the, the tailor never shows up. Yeah, what are the rental fees on that thing? He, he's got a he's got a oh a mint on it by now. He might as well just buy it. Look how beautifully this thing fits me. It's it's mine now. It's, at some point, a, a garment takes ownership of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I believe Enzo Aristroop charged one gold per day. If you reach 30 gold, he'll just sell it to you. I'm sure we can come to some sort of arrangement. Uh, Sitara would just be sitting at the bar, just kind of observing. Okay. The Fire Breathing Kittens Guild Hall is a large building with a bar with Sitara sitting at it a sitting area with wooden tables and chairs, and a wall with a corkboard and job flyers posted. A bipedal goat with floppy ears and two small horn stubs is eating breakfast at one of the wooden tables and chairs. Had Satara seen this goat before? Goat bipedal thing before? It's your first time seeing him here. And Satara, do an insight check. <laughs> Maybe everybody do an insight check. Eleven. <laughs> Since Dr. Chris is not actually in the building, I'm going to go ahead and skip that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. 13 plus insight. Uh, 16. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Raincloud notices that this goat man stabs the eggs with a fork much more suddenly and forcefully than was necessary. You think he looks disgruntled. Okay. Um, I'm going to approach him then. I... I say, I, I believe those eggs are already dead, my good man. <laughs> he slices through them vigorously with his fork and knife and looks up at you, glaring. Um, could you do me a favor? And I turn around and I'm like, I'm like, is there any schmutz on the back of my, my coat here? I can't quite curve my body around to see. Irritatedly, he looks at your back and says, no. Great. So then I, 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 look, I look good then, do you think you'd say? Ooh, I actually hadn't rolled for his ability to compliment others. <laughs> oh, okay. He looks at your shiny blue military coat. His grip on his fork loosens. And he says to you, like, gossip girl style? <laughs> oh, it looks great on you. <laughs> but there's something vicious about the way he says it. <laughs> okay. Um, I figure that's something that uh, that Raincloud would either not pick up on or just ignore. So he just thanks him. And uh, yeah, what, what, what seems to be the matter with you? What's your name? Are you sitting down at his wooden table? And Yeah, okay. yeah, I pull up a chair. Yeah. <laughs> Vince. Well, Vince. He holds out a hand and I guess is going to allow you to eat with him. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, Vince Copy. What's yours? Vince Copy. I'm Raincloud Moonglow. Uh, pleasure to make your acquaintance. I'll shake his hand. All right. And he's supposed to have, like, a gruff character voice. I'll say, Vince Copy. <laughs> I don't know. I can't do voices. Uh, okay. Um, well, what, what seems to be bothering you today, Vince? You don't look too pleased. Ugh, life. I'm mad because life has wronged me. And everything good goes to other people. Ugh. Like, like Quentin, that slug. Ugh. Oh no. Yes, life can be rather unfair. Who is this who is this Quentin? I don't like the sound of him. I know, right? He's a lazy, bad person, but he's living it up in luxury with no consequences. Quentin Joff. 
which is J-O-F-F-R-E. I don't know how to spell that. Ugh. Lazy people getting ahead in life is the worst. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm I'm the, the picture of laziness, but uh, I make sure to... I, I know my place. <laughs> I don't try to reach too far. Sitara's kind of... Anytime I... Oh, Sitara's kind of idling, like, just kind of wandering closer to listen in. Hmm. You can hear everything they're saying. Uh, what, what, what is, what is, has Quentin Joffrey, jo, Joff done something specific to wrong you this time? Or it's just, it's, it's, it's just built up over time. The latest thing he did was he stole my job. He's an adjunct he, oh professor my. at Nikamui Community College. But they've oh never no. had a professor as young as him before. Nepotism. Nepotism is what it is. Favoritism. He doesn't deserve it. That is the worst. And what what is your what is your trade? What do you prof- what do you profess? Is that the word? Are we using that right? Oh, um, I'm gonna have him roll a deception check. He got a two, so go ahead and do an insight check and see if you can beat that. Just don't roll a yes. one. <laughs> Twenty twenty-three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, clearly lying. He says, "I could be a professor just like him." That's the spirit, old boy. You, you take that attitude and apply that to your life. You, you won't feel so glum all the time. <laughs> and then because you are so insightful, um, you notice that he's got a bag with him and poking out of the bag is an apron. Mm. Like a person okay. who works at a restaurant cutting up onions would wear. I say, what do you make of the food in this place in the guild hall? It's pretty good food. That's why yes, I come yes, here for yes. breakfast. Yeah, not bad. Are you a bit of a foodie, would you say? <laughs> well, you know, I'm good at everything. <laughs> nice, nice. Does he have any visible, uh, like, like burn marks on his hands that yeah. you always see on, yeah. on and cooks cuts. and chefs? All right. Yeah, he's, okay, he's okay. just not good at anything. <laughs> he's got okay. too much pride. So um, oh, he says... You don't seem half bad, because you seem to be believing his lies. So he's, his ego is propping him up. <laughs> uh, you know what? We deserve better in this world, don't we? Yes, you're right. You're right. We do. We do. Yeah, someone's got to take them down a peg. I mean, you know, or maybe just try and elevate yourself. Two pegs. Well, I can't do that when he's in my job. No, indeed. Indeed. That is a pickle. I wish someone anyway, would go- teach him a lesson. Oh, a lesson to not be so rich, perhaps. Yeah, he's probably carrying around a bunch of gold on him. Because that sounds like his main flaw to me. I mean, why do people hoard wealth anyway? You know, there are people going hungry on the streets of Nicomoo. It's, it's disgusting. <laughs> so disgusting, he says, and he eats more of his egg, like clearly mm-hmm. not bothered by that at all. <laughs> Well, I'm a great believer in karma. I'm sure he'll get what's coming to him. And if you stick to your guns, you'll make something of yourself. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Vince. Oh, okay. All right. And then Raincloud leaves the table. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Was that weird? Did he have more to say? Did he look like he had more to say? Uh, uh... <laughs> hey, this is your adventure. No. Yeah. You look like you have more on your mind, Vince. <laughs> unless... <laughs> Let's uh, say, Tara, why don't you pull up a chair? We're having a fascinating discussion about karma and society. Satara looks at you and she just goes, We, Dr. Crud requires our assistance now. 
Does he indeed? Yes. <laughs> well, you, you, you know I'm afraid of needles. He needs our assistance getting his carriage unstuck from the mud. And she's like, she is straight up lying to you right now. And she's not trying to hide the fact yeah. that she's lying to you. She's trying okay. to hide the lie to the goat man. Okay. Goat man does an insight check. Goat man got a nine. Do a deception check. Natural 20. Goatman thinks there's a carriage stuck in mud. <laughs> Should I roll it? <laughs> An inside check? I mean, either way, I'm going to be like, oh, well, listen, Vince, it's been a pleasure. As I said, it looks like I'm, my talents are needed elsewhere. Yeah, and then I'll get up and go. Vince nods and stuffs his mouth full of egg. Great. And Satara, like, okay. starts walking out the door. And the minute you're out the door, she turns around and she goes... Perhaps we should visit this professor. It sounds like he wants to murder slash steal from him, and I'm bored, so. <laughs> yes, yes, I was worried that he was going to do some violence upon him. Um, <laughs> yes, he did sound very rich, this professor. Maybe he could... No, no, the protection racket, that's, that's, not, that's not a good way to lead one's life, is it? I'm just thinking out loud. Okay, let's go, let's go. Uh, but perhaps... Uh, I am not. Mo I do not spend time around the community college. Um, Doctor Crud would be useful in this situation because you know, Doctor has schooling. Yes, yes, of course. Um, she and goes and she knocks on the carriage, like, "Yo!" <laughs> oh, the back door's open. You don't have to do that. Oh, she still knocks, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on one second. I'm just gonna finish with this guy. All right, now you put this ointment on your your brand new arm for three times a day and it's going to heal all right up and you'll be able to use that new goblin arm of yours right as rain. Now remember, <laughs> goblins are the universal donor. So this is going to work for you just fine. We just picked up these parts not too long ago. Oh. So it's fresh. They were humanely, but they're goblins, sourced. I mean, this guy, this, this guy just drank something and his head exploded, so you ain't got to worry about it. Okay? Is it... Gabo's arm. It was essentially roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make it better. Wow, now we know what happened to Gabo Nightface. <laughs> uh, all right, next. Oh, Citra, did, are you ill? Do you need something? Uh, No, but there might be a murder happening at the community college, and um, I don't get along with the, the book types very well, Um, and I thought perhaps you would. Well, I get along with everybody. Everybody just loves me. Yes. All right. Well, that was my last patient. As long as you ain't sick, you don't need nothing. Uh, yeah. Well, let's. Uh, we'll, we'll, we can uh, wheel ourselves right over there. Wonderful. And she hops up on the carriage. <coughs> <laughs> oh, Rain Cloud, are are you are you coming too? Or are you sick? Do you need something? Um, I'm feeling a little queasy looking at all your instruments and. Is that a bag of blood? Oh my word! What? Um, no, no. I'll, let's that—that that is a bag. Uh, just don't look Ugh. at the three barrels behind it. Then, if that bag, uh, oh. yeah, if, if that bag makes you queasy, don't look at the barrels behind it. I'm afraid I did. Can we please leave? Can we leave immediately? It's not my fault. All these people need a bloodlet. <sighs> no, you're you're doing you're doing great work. I just I just don't need to see it or hear about it or think about it. Tell you what, go up on top, and you ain't have to see the back here, okay? Uh, 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 very well. Okay, so he climbs up onto the, the thing. I'm like, yes, oh, the air is nicer up here, yes. 
Oh, oh that's better. Mm. Mm. Wow, you really are an excellent doctor. You're, you're an excellent doctor, he shouts down. Oh, thank you. I, I, well, I got to drive, so I'm coming up. Oh, okay. And we head off to the community college. Excellent. It is 10 o'clock a.m. at the community college. Nikamui Community College is comprised of three large buildings on two city blocks. All right, now, so what are we doing here? Why are we here? You, you never did explain that to me. You just said, hey, let's go to the community college. <laughs> uh, there's a professor, uh, Quinton Joff, who uh, might be getting murdered. All right, well, as you know, I, I don't like the murder stuff. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm willing to help you stop it. Are, are we all standing next to the carriage? Did we all climb off? Because sure. Sitara definitely I think at this point, Sitara, like, looks around, and she, for the first time in her life, she's like, I am short. Okay. <laughs> like, she feels very short in this moment. This guy makes me feel short. <laughs> Come on. So, uh, did you get what he teaches? Um, no, I did not. It was, um, he, he evaded my question. Quite artfully, I might say, but he was, I, I don't think he's really a professor. I think uh, he's... Uh, yes, I think he's 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 still trying to find his way in the world. He's hung up on a professor thing, and is directing his anger wrongly towards this this Joff gentleman. And uh, it could spell disaster for one of both parties. Well, you know, knowing what he teaches would help immensely because there are about twelve thousand classes in there. Oh, of course, yes. I've never had any formal schooling. I'm not. This is. I'm out of my out of my depth. Is there is there some is there an alderman we can ask? Is there a Someone in charge? Are there students walking around? Yes. Sitara, like, goes over to the... Mind you, this very tall, very muscular, intimidating lady just walks <laughs> up to one and goes, You! <laughs> A fish-headed 19-year-old. Uh, so to describe him, he has an eel head with a ridge instead of hair. Jumps as you say you to him. I am Sitara of the Fire-Breathing Kittens. I need to speak with... Uh, Quinton Joff. Oh, Professor Q? Uh, sure, if that is what you call him. Where may, can I find him? I can take you to his class if you like. He's teaching in ten minutes. Wonderful. And she motions to her companions. I have someone who can take us. You found the president, the king of the school. <laughs> no, I found the mayor student. Okay. I thought we were looking for a professor. Yes, yes, but but I, I was thinking that when I arrive in a village, I, the first thing is I, I, I find the, the either the tribal elder or the mayor or the, the king, whoever's in charge. I thought that's what was... I, I see your confusion. I mean, the, the college, it looks like a huge community. I, I, I got it 100%. You're, yeah, yep, yep. And it says community in the name as well. A for effort, my friend. A for effort. Oh, oh thank you so much. I just got my first A in college. <laughs> <laughs> this is easy. Sitara kind of motions to the student, like, lead the way. He does. He likes being helpful. He seems like a good boy. He takes you to one of the lecture halls and shows you to, there's many seats, shows you to a row of seats where you can sit in the back of the lecture hall if you'd like. Sitara sits down. Uh, as does Rainclad, and then just, like, instantly falls asleep. Uh -huh. And then Dr. Card III, on the very end, there's, like, a handicapped seat that's extra wide. 
Well, that's rude. It's handicap accessible, so all the rows have, like, an extra large seat on the end. You're five feet wide. That's <laughs> <laughs> so mean. <laughs> no. Satara <laughs> so offers the student a piece of, of gold because she's weird. Whoa, he will accept that for sure. <laughs> so, Dr. Crud, are you joining? Yeah, Dr. Crud is joining. Um, he, he sees the handicapped seat and thinks, well, I'm not handicapped. And he sees the TA table down in front and says, well, I am a doctor. <laughs> and sits down at the TA table. Okay. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Let me do a perception check on Professor Q. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this really busy person with a stack of paper walks in. And he's a little bit, like, not exactly a fashion model with his clothes. He's not unkempt, but he just... There's other things on his mind. <laughs> and he's wearing this flat cap on his head. Oh, I forgot to tell you. He's a bipedal goat with floppy ears and two small horn stubs and a flat cap on his head. And the cap kind of like sinks down over his eyes a little bit as he walks up on the presentation stage. And he, you know, lifts it up. But he, he was distracted by that and did not see you at all at the TA table. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like setting papers down so he's used to this you know it, it's all in the attitude that you hold yourself if you look like you belong there you <laughs> belong there yeah yeah so it, totally normal to him okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so he stands up in the lecture hall filled with students and starts talking as if he's picking up a conversation right where he left off it's a little complicated for you guys, but he's saying something about how to harvest venom, and he's gesturing with a model of a giant fang in a cup. Behind him, a chalkboard has a blank expanse and a piece of chalk, and he sketches out a large spider and is discussing how to harvest the venom from this very large spider. He's skinny, um, and although he makes these exaggerated movements like he's passionate, his energy level seems a bit low and he, he's frequently coughing. Uh, excuse me, Professor, are, are you feeling uh, under the weather? He glances at you, sees that you're in the TA table, doesn't know all the TAs, thinks you're a TA, coughs a bit, and says, Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Thank you for asking, that's so nice of you. Well, and well, I guess it... I should give him a character voice, too. <laughs> um, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. That's so nice of you. Like a staccato uh, voice. I gotta practice or I won't get better. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. Uh, Alright, well, if, you, if you're if you feeling a little bit worse for aware, just let me know. I am a doctor and I will be l happy to take a look at you. He's not used to the TAs being doctors, so let's do a basic intelligence <laughs> check on him. Um, double take from the Professor Q on you. I'm going to do a history check on him to see if he knows all the professors that he teaches with. That's a nat one. He's new. <laughs> he just got hired as a professor. And he thinks that you are one of the other Nick and Way Community College professors who's sitting in on his class to see how he's doing because he's new. He thinks I'm auditing it. He thinks you're auditing his class. <laughs> <laughs> he smiles at you and he says, oh, that would be so nice. Or, oh, that would be so nice of you. <laughs> yes, after class. Thank you. 
Yeah, of course, of course. Just finish up here, and, and we'll go over to my 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 clinic, and we'll get you uh we'll get you all gussied up. I'm feeling fine. Thank you. And he does. He finishes his class at noon. Let's see. He, you guys, Raincloud gets a wonderful nap. <laughs> Fascinating stuff. The student Russ is taking notes, sitting near Satara. Satara, are you learning? Yes, but she's also just surveying to see if anybody's acting janky. Okay, um, do some kind of roll to see how much you learn, and do a second roll to see how much attention you're paying to the audience, the students. Um, okay, so for the learning, I, would that just be like an intelligence? Any skill you can justify. It is a, a lecture on animals, so if you can do an animal handling check. Okay, animal handling would make sense. Um, so it, that's an eight <laughs> for that one. Oh, Okay. Something about how to handle jellyfish properly, but honestly, after like the fifth animal, you're like, okay, it's a class on poisonous animal collection. Got it. Yes. Um, as far as her looking around, that would be, I guess, would that be investigation or perception? Mm, perception. Okay. That's a dirty 20 for perception. Okay. <laughs> Most of the people here are sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> This poor guy. She comes to the conclusion that mm, he probably should learn how to teach better. Yeah, he should. He's a bit new. He had like a fang demonstration. Like he he tried. He had a prop. He, <laughs> he did. But people are like, I'm never going to encounter that animal. This doesn't apply to my real life at all. <laughs> Jellyfish. Who, who cares? <laughs> like, uh, she kind of elbows rain cloud and. Gestures up to yeah. the front and says, uh, sh shall we go and speak with this professor? Yes, yes. Capital idea. Hmm. The class is letting out and you're available to, like, there's room to go speak to the professor. As they make their way up, Dr. Crud's always already got his bag out. And he started his physical examination on him. How are you doing that? Uh, taking his, uh, his pulse... Oh, he's so shy. He's going to get off the stage. <laughs> oh, that's fine. We, we can do it right here. You, you want to go back to my my, uh, my my clinic? We can do it there, too. <coughs> yes. Yes, please. All right. Let's, let's go. Follow me. And he's going to lead him back to the carriage. And on the way up, he's going to grab the other two, turn them around. <laughs> oh, not the clinic again. Yes. I'm sorry, Raincloud. It's got to be <sighs> the man is not feeling good. Okay, I shall face up to my fears. Let's do this. Yes, this is a very good way for you to you face your fears. It's called mm, sensory mm. overload. Ooh, that sounds <laughs> bad. That sounds very scary. I'm more worried now. Well, it, overload. it helps. Okay. We Normally when something overloads, it's not helpful. What? I had a wagon once that I overloaded, and, uh, well, it's still in the bottom of a stream. Well, luckily, you're not a wagon. You're meat and bones and blood and guts. Well, thank you for saying so. You're welcome. Okay, overload overload my meat and blood and guts. This is horrible. <laughs> I tried, you're, a, you're a medical professional. I, I, what do I know? Let's, let's go and strain some joints. <laughs> Mental, mental overload, visual sensory overload. Okay, let's do it, let's do it. Deep breaths, Raincloud. All right, go in there, face your fears. 
All right, we all go towards the clinic, I suppose. Yes. And, and during the examination, he, uh, Dr. Crud will be casting Lesser Restoration, which is allows to uh, end one disease or condition affecting it. Mm, okay. All right, so actually, I'm going to tell you to save your spell slot and instead oh. do a medicine check. Okay, I could do that. Because I think you're such a good doctor that you know exactly what ailments that lesser restoration could cure and which ones it can't. Well, medicine is my top skill, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's going to be a 16 plus 5, so a 21. Oh, you're so good at medicine. It's good to have a doctor in the party. Okay, so you're going to need to write this down. I am ready and waiting. Isonicotinic acid hydrazide with rifampicin. <laughs> Excuse me? What? That's the thing that it would take to cure the thing that he has. So you know, since you're very well trained. Dr. Crud is the doctor, not me. So. Okay. <laughs> just, just write this down. <laughs> Isonicotinic acid. Isonicotinic acid. Hydrazide with rifampicin. So because you're an excellent doctor, you know that isonicotinic acid hydrazide with rifampicin, which you know looks like Cheetos dust. I wish you just said Cheetos dust <laughs> to start before I attempted to spell rifampicin. Rifampicin. <laughs> I just I, spelled I've it. fully given up on. In common, please, doctor. Uh, all right. Uh, it seems to me, uh, my good professor, that you have isonicotinic acid hydrazide with rifampicin. That's what it would take to cure him that, that's from what's what gonna, he has. That's, gonna, yeah. that's what's going to take to cure you. I have, oh, by the way, uh, Rain Cloud, we, we in, the, in mm-hmm. the community call it Cheeto dust. <laughs> okay. So, it really does. It does good to know. Yeah, I, good to I, know. I, I, I thought that would be nice for you to know. I have a I have a friend who went to medical school. What was Chester something or other? I believe he 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 was involved in the development of that. <laughs> another another Tabaxi gentleman. Very cool character. So I have a full lab in here. I should be able to whip that up, right? Actually, because you rolled above a twenty-one, you know that in the city of Nikimui, it's pretty expensive and it costs five hundred gold. So unless you just spend a lot of gold. Like 500 gold stocking your lab with, like, materials cost money. This material costs 500 gold. And I do have two sponsors at this time. Would they be? You have received from your sponsors the amount that you received in those game sessions. Oh, they're not not reoccurring? They might be in future games, but that would have to happen. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So they get little logos since they're not, they're (laughs) one-timers. (laughs) <laughs> okay, yeah, they got the little logos then. Mm. Bastards. Well, all right, Professor. Uh, the thing is, these are specialty chemicals that we need to get. So uh, it will. I know it says free clinic on the outside, but I don't have 500 gold. So we, I can get you cured, but you will need to pay for the medicine. I'm not charging for the examination. That is absolutely free. But, ah... Uh, I don't have the money for your medicine. The goat man holds his hat in his hand and rings it and looks up at you like he's pretty adorable and, and skinny and, and sick. And uh, <laughs> he he says, I, I don't have 500 gold either. 
Well, this is a conundrum. Oh, I got an idea. Which one of you two are crafty? Are you guys crafty? Uh, no. 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 You, right, Wait, what? in the lying to people sense or in the crafting things sense? What? Make a pretty sign saying, Professor needs help for medicine. Anything would help. That way he can stand right there in the middle of the campus while all the students are milling about <laughs> and get donations. Like a sandwich board. Something like that, yeah. Yes, well, I I, 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 I am quite good at sleight of hand trickery. I mean, that's a transferable skill, I would presume. Uh, I mean... There's, like, thousands and thousands of students, and we all need 500 of them to give a gold. Hmm, hmm. Students are notoriously well-off, from what I understand. <laughs> well, depends on the, on the loan, but there are a lot of well-off people. Hmm, and hmm. there's a lot of people you can guilt into giving them money. Tell me this, good doctor. What is, uh, what is the prognosis if he doesn't get his medicine? Dr. Crud III, you know that this is a fatal condition, and based on how much he's coughing, it's active. Well, I would say that he probably doesn't have very much long to live. He's going to be dead. Well, then we have no choice. We must all don sandwich boards and march around the college, begging these wealthy students for their gold. Who's with me? I'm okay with that. <laughs> I am not best person for this job but I suppose I should try I mean also I do have 280 gold on me it is the most money I've ever had in my life but I you know I'm sure I can just earn some more right yeah well let's see what we can get out of this the, the students first there this is their professor is there not a hospital yes but we, we have to get the doc the the, the, the medicine and I mean, I could put them in there and give them some hit points back, but that is all going to work for, like, three three spell slots. Eventually, he's still going to die. Tell me this. Does anyone know any uh, wealthy dowagers? I could I could work my magic, probably probably rustle up a few hundred gold. Well, there's my dad's, but I, I, they're married. <laughs> no, no, no. Dowagers need to be not married. I've learned that the hard way. Even even if they're separated and estranged from the husbands, it's risky business. Oh, they're not. They're very strange. Yes, but no, they 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 love each other. They're on vacation right now. Okay, well that's a bust. I thought your parents were a monist and crud. Yeah. Which He's, one's the dowager? They both are. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So walking around the campus, I'm gonna say that you get nice. I rolled high. You get coppers from so many of these students. Everyone's pitching in. They're all, like, giving up lunch for their professor. And you successfully fundraise 50 gold. It's a lot of money from students. Is 50 plus 280 500? I, I, don't, I don't count so well. No, that, that, that's not 500. Uh, Drat. Well, I do know of an alley where we can maybe... Gamble this into 500. Ooh, I didn't know where you were going with that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> One of those alleys where you could make lots of money very quickly. We were on the same page. I, I knew you were talking about rolling dice or knuckle bones. <laughs> so Tara um, is perking up at the thought of gambling. She is ready to go gamble. This is something she is very much into. I, I do love gambling. I am terrible at it, but um, let's go. Okay, uh, your DM's gonna go get a deck of cards. 
What are we doing? <laughs> Breaking our DM. Da, da, da. Okay, we do have seven more uh, locations, by the way. And that's why I've taken um, us to the alley. <laughs> oh, is that, that one? Is oh, it one. is. <laughs> Using the noodle. Using the Absolutely. noodle. Okay. Okay, that type of alley. All right. All right. It is 11 o'clock a.m. And <laughs> <laughs> our heroes are in an alley looking around for some be- people to gamble. The best time for it. Oh, he... Uh- just so we know where he is, Professor Quentin is in a hospital bed in my hospital. Ah, resting as he should be. That's excellent. Absolutely. I have my Fruits Basket themed deck of playing cards with me in my hand. So <laughs> everybody do a perception check. Or Dr. Crud, have you been to this gambling den before? Actually, let, yeah, let's do that. Tell me about your history with gambling, Dr. Crud. Well, he, uh, he he's actually uses it as a uh, as a hobby you know he he does it smart he goes in with a set amount and if it goes it goes if he it doesn't cool he just has fun with it nesgrex could learn a lot from you <laughs> i think this is more of a upscale one and it's not yes it's in an alley but it's you know it doesn't have like the same ruffians as uh like shooting craps in a down a down an alley would be right Satara is Satara is immediately disappointed that this is a high, like, <laughs> she was really yeah. excited, and then she realized that this is, like, actually, like, high-end gambling, and then she is just like, ow. Conversely, Raincloud is like, this is one classy alley, Dr. Crud. Well, I know, I found it not too long ago, and uh, I come here about once a week. It's, I am, Im- it, it has a lot of great people. You'll, you'll learn a lot. You'll, you'll meet a lot of cool people. Uh, DM, is this the type of place where there might be a, a trash can with a, like a fish skeleton in it? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> Raincloud goes rummaging. <gasps> I barely touched this fish head. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ooh, old fish smells really bad. All right. So I've mm. got a deck of cards here. We're going to do one hand, double or nothing. You can double or completely lose the amount that you're going to bet. And I'm going to read the cards to you because everyone on the podcast can't see the cards. How much would you like to bet? All in. Yep. All 50. Sitara is also putting up 60 of her own. So 110. Oh, no. Oh, I meant all 280 of my money. Oh. I know a guy I know a guy who I can get in contact with if I'm stuck for money. I, look, I can handle this, all right? I can handle it. Okay. Hold on. I'm doing math. 390. I agree. Okay. 390. Let's hope we win. Yes. Okay. So we're going to play blackjack. The dealer's cards are a nine and a three. Your cards, I think I tell you both cards, right? Yeah. Okay. And I don't see the dealer's cards. Let me restart. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Drat. I thought we were onto something there. <laughs> okay. You have two cards in front of you, a two and a ten. The dealer has a queen showing and one card face down. Ooh. What do you do? Hit me. Okay. The dealer hits you for another card. It's a 10. That means you have 22 showing and you bust. Ah, well, so close. Crap. Oh, well. The dealer flips over their second card. It's a king. So with a king and a queen, they have 20 and they win all 390 of your gold. Yeah, that, that was no way we were winning that. I try to catch the eye of the dealer. I'm like, 
Well, I suppose our friend the professor is going to die then. Can I do like an insight to see if he was cheating? Uh, sure. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't, but maybe we can catch them cheating and create a hubbub, beloved, and it's a 14 plus 5, a 19. With a 19, you can see clearly all of the cards. It looks like Hattori-san is on the 10, and you've got two Hattori-sans. <laughs> so that Kyo is on the 2. It's a well-loved deck of cards. <laughs> so. um, is this a situation where someone with a decent sleight of hand check could try and uh, uh, steal some chips or money from uh, this gambling establishment? Yeah, sure. Steal it all back? As you pass over the yeah. 390 gold, do a sleight of hand to see how many of them you skim off the top. Okay. Does anyone want to give me an L help action here or something like that? Yeah. Uh, Dr. Crud will make a uh, make a little bit of a, oh, my lord, we just lost our every penny. What the heck? Is is that is that a marked deck? Are you cheating there, guy? Okay. Uh, 16 plus 5, 21. You steal 50 gold. <laughs> All right. So we're back to 50. Well, it could be worse. So instead of losing all 390, you only lose 340. Easy come, easy go. And then easy come a little bit back. It is now noon. You spent 9 a.m. in the guild hall, 10 a.m. in the lecture place, 11 was the alley. And now it's noon. You can go to any of those places that I listed in the beginning. Where do you go? Well, guys, where do you think we're going to be able to get this money from? Perhaps there is storage of the medicine in a market, and perhaps we could barter or permanently borrow. Permanently borrow? Well, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody, I'm good. So Go to the market? Permanently borrow. You mean stale. You just want to steal this stuff. Sitara looks at you like, Yes, please say that out loud. Please <laughs> say that out loud for people to hear. <laughs> so you're saying you want to steal this stuff? Mm. I yes. Now can we go to the market, please? <laughs> it's it's okay. It's only evil pharmaceutical uh, uh, guilds. Uh, I I feel there's, there's no 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 shame in stealing from them. She is less concerned about the stealing, more concerned about cops. <laughs> And she she looks at you guys and she's like looking around for cops because she's not wanting to get into jail. There aren't any in this alley. <laughs> so well, you guys head to the market? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to go rob Big Pharma. <laughs> it's noon in the market. How fun an outdoor market. A long covered walkway shelters vendors and their wares. Crowds mill in the aisle between stalls. One shop in particular draws your eye, a leather-working and magical animal parts processing shop staffed by a human-sized starfish. <laughs> At noon, you see... Oh, wait, what are you guys laughing for? I'm just, picturing, uh, I'm just picturing Patrick from yeah. Spongebob. Patrick is in charge of the leather shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At noon, a human man and an inago, an eel-headed person with a fin ridge instead of hair. Oh, you guys have met him. Okay, so... This is Russ, the student that you met from before. He seems to be done with classes, or perhaps on his lunch break. I don't know, but he's here in the market. A human man and Russ 
are standing in front of the shop with the starfish person. I don't remember if Russ had a voice. I don't think he did. Uh, all right. Are you sure you don't remember her? She worked for you all summer, says Russ, the eel-headed person. About this tall, he's like gesturing slightly shorter than himself. Eel head, super cheerful and kind. It'd be hard to forget her. Sitara walks over um, and she's like, I don't know if you've heard of like murder walking, but like she's winter soldier murder walking to make sure nobody gets in her way over um, to stand behind Russ. And she taps his shoulder and to get him to turn around and goes, are you missing a friend? Oh, he recognizes you because you were on the campus. The lady from school. Uh, what are you doing here? Hi. Yeah, my sister, Adelaide. Is, when did she go missing? A few days ago. Hmm. And you say? Actually, I'm gonna, hold on. I'm gonna write down a day and that will be the official day. Where's my pen? It is officially Wednesday and she has been missing since Monday. Okay. Um, and Sitara looks at him and looks at the shop owner and is this she should have checked this before she walked over there but she doesn't do stuff like that um she is she looks at Russ and she goes and this was the last person to see her see her no this is Lauren he introduces you to Lauren Whipple Lauren is a starfish person Lauren can't talk Lauren has like a dry erase board or like a chalkboard next to them Lauren chalks (laughs) hi can we change the name to Patrick Star, please? <laughs> Copyright. Dr. Fred III will refer to them as Patrick Star. Everyone else can refer to them as Lauren. L-O-R-I-N. Lauren Whipple. I say hi. Uh, hello. But uh, a little a little worried that Lauren doesn't have ears. <laughs> Lauren can hear you and kind of like jiggles the high sign at you. <laughs> Russ says... My sister Adelaide worked for Lauren, but ever since Monday, everyone's been acting like she never existed. She was helping out. She was only 15, still in high school, and she worked here because it was helpful to have someone who can talk and smile at people. Yeah, I I could see how that would be uh, beneficial because, I mean, Lauren here can't haggle. Hey, Lauren, I want your whole shot for one gold. See, can't haggle, so I get it for one gold. See, I Lauren can see. Lauren writes no. <laughs> Lauren's got a little cloth, wipes off the chalk, writes no, and then writes a large number. Um, did, did, was she, was she involved in any clubs or extracurricular activities? Yeah, this, this was her part-time job, says Russ. So she didn't join, like, hiking club and go camping? Nope. Hmm. Sometimes she would hang out in the park, but a lot less since she started her, her new job here. Uh, last summer. Mm-hmm. You remember, don't you, Lauren? That was when, remember, you were doing, like, uh, math with a customer, and the customer kept getting the math wrong, and I was like, this is the right number, I'm a math major, and, like... We bonded, and then you offered my sister a job. Do you remember? And Lauren is like, like you've never seen a star. Well, you have. You've seen a lot of confused starfish expressions. This is a confused starfish. Can I sidle up and ask, what did this uh, bad at math gentleman look like? Oh, it's been like a year. They couldn't tell you. I mean, was he perchance a goat gentleman? No. Okay. 
I'm all out of leads then. Satara's <laughs> going to do an arcana check, I think, to see if she can think of any spells that would cause someone to just blip. Yeah. What's your number? Not very good. It's a four. <laughs> okay. Well, then, yes, there are spells that can make people forget things. Or what was the question? Flip? Blip. So just like, poof. You know, end games. Oh, disappear. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Magic definitely could do this. She looks at Russ and says, perhaps we will check. Um, We have some other business with your professor, but I will look into your sister's disappearance. She wasn't magical in any way, was she? He, like, scratches his eel chin. He's (laughs) a person with an eel head. And uh, leans casually against, like, a really expensive dragon leather jacket. This is pretty clearly, like, a leather-working and animal supplies shop. Um, It's got some powders, reds and oranges and yellows and, like, some leather jackets and, like, got some deer horns over there. And he's, like, thinking seriously about it. Hmm. I don't don't think so. Hmm. Well, we will do our best to look into it as we can. Could you point me towards the medicine shop? Um, so... A lot of shops will sell medicines. There's not, like, one shop that sells. Would, uh, could, could Dr. Crud roll a something to remember where he would, he, he's, he's probably familiar with the, the shops, where he would get the specific medicine? Yeah, you're standing in front of, you don't even need to roll. You oh. see powders. This is a animal processing shop, and you see an orange animal uh residue ah. <laughs> one could call it iso <laughs> isonicotinic acid hydroxide with rifampicin <laughs> hey, hey hey guys take a knee real quick take a knee take a knee what is it coach okay okay shh shh, shh. be quiet <laughs> okay i'm whispering to where the npcs cannot hear me <laughs> look over there on that shelf there is cheeto powder <gasps> cheeto dust Yes, I can see. So we need a distraction so we can grab it real quick. Maybe put a note saying, I owe you 500 gold. Sorry about this, but it's an emergency. But don't sign it. Okay, someone whip, whip up a note and I'll uh, <laughs> I'll try and find a, an opening. Uh, I guess this is going to be another maybe assisted sleight of hand check. Uh, Sitara looks at Dr. Crud and looks at Rain Cloud. And she goes, well... Jail will be a new one, and she casts, um, she casts Eldritch Blast, but, like, into the air. Oh, my gosh. To just, like, make everybody look at her really fast. Whoa. Rainclad instantly jumps and tries to use the distraction to his advantage to steal the powder. Yeah, roll with advantage on a sleight of hand. She is not trying to hit anybody. Oh, no, 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 yeah. Uh, Lauren is ducking beneath the table because an Eldritch Blast can kill NPCs, so... So so is Dr. Crud. Yeah. Dr. Crud is is shaken. He's like, what the hell? What the hell? (laughs) Russ is down. The human man next to Russ is actually has dived on top of Russ protectively, which is kind of (laughs) cute. Aww. I, I got a 24 on the sleight of hand. Yeah, yeah, they're very distracted, and that's a good roll. And <laughs> you nice. scoop it into, I guess, a leather bag that's on your waist now. Yeah, nice. Uh, Satara looks around and she says, 
Apologies, everyone. I am new to this magic thing, and she is for sure lying. Ooh, uh, let's <laughs> roll an insight check for Lauren just to see if they can interpret what is going on. That is a very low roll for an NPC to have made. They're still under the table, and they they show no signs of coming out. <laughs> I don't blame them. I was going to say, it's a 24 for deception. <laughs> okay. Uh, the crowd is definitely parting in front of you like you murder-walked here, eldritch blasted. Um, they're running and screaming and hiding their children. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Come on, guys, let's let's cheese it with this Cheeto dust. Wrinkle out, what the hell just happened? What? What? I, I don't I don't understand. Why is there a hole in the roof? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It, it it looked like magic to me. Sometimes magic things happen. I don't I don't tend to question them. Let's uh, let's get out of here though, right? Yes. Let's go. Satara is taking off. Okay. Uh, they okay. book it down the rapidly clearing market way, <laughs> and it is now one p.m. and you're back. In your hospital, what is it? A mobile clinic? A mobile free clinic, yes. Mobile free clinic. Okay, hear me out. We have 500 gold pieces worth of medicine. What say we bet it all on, on black or red? Doesn't matter. Double our money. And Okay, okay, maybe not. Maybe let's just maybe cure him. Yeah, yeah we, we got <laughs> what we need. Let, let's okay. hand it over, please. Because by by the law of averages, we're due a win, I think. Yeah, we we got this stuff. Now, hand it over, please. Uh, yes, it was a win, wasn't it? Yeah. It's so easy for me sometimes. It doesn't feel like... okay. Uh, yeah. I never even got a chance to write the note. I just got scared the crap out of me. I wasn't even able, even able to do the note. Satara is a, is, a, is a woman of action. I admire that. Uh, yes. <laughs> Who may now be wanted. <laughs> Let me roll a quick check here. Mm, nope. Yeah, you are currently... There is a warrant out for your uh, questioning by the Nikimoy police because there were enough witnesses there and I rolled on the dice that they now have your description. You're also pretty unique looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giant glowing lady. The funny thing is, this is not the first time somebody in Dr. Crud's party has had run-ins with the police. <laughs> Last time Satara was the police, so. <laughs> uh, Rainclad is just looking sheepish, being like, yes, I try to steer clear of the long arm of the law as much as possible. <clears throat> okay, so I'm just going to say the outcome now because it's good to do these things while we're still remembering them. I've rolled a few times, and if you do nothing to resolve this, Lauren will file a theft charge against you because the Cheeto powder is missing. And you will be in jail for three months after your two months of court hearings and trials and whatnot. And it will be a 2,000 gold fine that you will have to pay off with wage garnishment. So <laughs> that is if they catch me. <laughs> that's true. Let's roll for that. Okay, so you're currently on the lam. <laughs> but there's a warrant out for your arrest. That means that if you interact with the police in the future, they will be aware of this. <laughs> okay. And that's the punishment. So if you want to write that down, if you interact with the police and they do arrest you, it's two months of trial and blah, 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 and three months yep. of actual jail and 2,000 
gold wage garnishments. Um, but yeah, they do have to catch you first, don't they? All right. <laughs> well, uh, that takes effect after this adventure, correct? It depends how many police you run into. <laughs> Might be a good idea to write the note now so that when you have it, you can say, oh, I was just on my way to deliver this IOU. Satara is not going back anytime soon. She is not stupid. <laughs> and it is possible for you to resolve this. Um, you know, it it doesn't have to turn out that way. The charges could be dropped. But right now, <laughs> that's how it could play out. And it depends on how good of a lawyer Satara has. Right, yeah. And, I, I mean, you could pay Lauren back within like a few hours and then things could go differently but that's that's how <laughs> out of sight things are progressing that's <laughs> yeah, okay uh sh- shall we heal him yes dr crud shall administer the medicine all right that takes no time at all it is still 1 p.m how do you administer the medicine dr crud the third iv <laughs> okay so He's got a little orange drip going into him. <laughs> Rainclad faints. Satara <laughs> <laughs> so tries to catch him. And I will just let you guys know that you have successfully avoided one of the bad endings. Yay. Yay. He was going to die today. <laughs> one life saved, one life on the lamb. I think that's a great trade. And just so that you know, for some fun trivia, that is really how you, I don't know about IV, but, um, but that is the medication used to treat and cure consumption, which is what he had. He was going to start to bloodily cough as the day went on and then kind of cough himself to death. Consumption. All right. Yay. Okay. So saving his life was the first bad thing. Um, Satara, because obviously he's getting the medicine, Satara looks at the two of you and says, uh, perhaps I did promise Russ that we would check for his sister, and she did, he did mention the park. I would like to go and see if I can't rustle up some... <laughs> and she realizes, like, as she says it, she's just like, Ugh. rustle up some information. Well, at least there ain't no roofs to blow off over there. I didn't kill anyone. And I, I am <laughs> very thankful for that. That's why you're still my friend. <laughs> <laughs> to the park. To the yes. park. Raincloud chases butterflies along the way. <laughs> the park is mostly wooded. There is one cleared area. An oval jogging path encircles a large sports field lawn and mulched playground. And it is 2 p.m. now. 2 p.m. Because uh, mm, that just works out the best. Because at 2 p.m. there's an event that you would trigger. I, I think that would be yeah, where we, we got there anyway, because we were at the last place at 1, so. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Perception check. Can I use my nose for an advantage? Yes. Cool. 10 for Satara. 17. I got a nat 20 plus 3, so a nat 23. Nice. Both Rain Cloud and Dr. Crud III see a human man and an inago, an eel-headed person with a fin ridge instead of hair, walking in thoughtful silence, shining a lantern down on the ground even though it's daylight, as if searching for something they dropped. Well, I see over there an eel person. We're looking for an eel person, so that might be the eel person that we're looking for. Hmm. Eel person. <laughs> it's, that is fun to say. 
Ew, person. <laughs> Satara cups her hands around her mouth, and sh- she just calls out, Adelaide, to see if that person turns. Yeah, they both turn and look at you. Wonderful, and she walks over to go talk to them. Murder walk or regular walk? <laughs> oh, she murder walks everywhere. Oh, can can you describe that to me? I don't think I can picture that. So there's this whole thing, like, and especially you just think, so Winter Soldier, think Bucky Barnes in mm-hmm. Captain America Winter Soldier. You walk, you have your your chest pulled back, you're leading, and you're, like, tensed up, and you're not stomping, but you're just like, mess with me, and you will die. <laughs> and you're just thinking, like, and the way that I do this, because I do this in real life, is I just think, murder and it's literally like people on the college campus i watch them just swerve <laughs> from me putting those murder murderer vibes out there yeah that could work Dr. Red has that same effect but he doesn't have to do murder walk he's just there he's just huge it naturally parts for him i'm second guessing how I walk now because people do swerve and i wonder if i'm murder walking it helps if you have a really good rbf just saying. What? RBF is a big part of it. What's RBF? Arresting. I don't. Can I say that? Are oh, we, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Something face. Yes. Oh, no. Do I? Oh. Resting female dog face. Got yes. it. Um. Okay. So, that, so that's how Satara is walking. When people dodge you, when you walk, maybe. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, gosh, I don't know. He did just see you shoot off a weapon. Uh, I'm gonna change his reaction. So instead of the recognition that you got in the market from him, now you get recognition and terror. (laughs) And the human man is gonna stand in front of him, and the eel-headed 19-year-old is gonna, like, cower a little bit. Oh, it's Russ. Oh, it's Russ, not Adelaide. Adelaide's the missing sister. Right. Mm. The human man looks like He's about, like, 26 years old-ish, you know, and you're not sure what their relationship is, but he's protected him twice now. So you, like, semi-approve of whatever's going on there because of... Yes. Seems nice. Yeah. So he's he's also kind of buff, and he's standing in front of Russ like, if you mess with Russ, I will mess with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when she sees that it is Russ, um, she kind of smiles... Um, and she says, hello, uh, funny seeing you here. We're looking for your sister. I called out her name because I was hoping I didn't recognize you from so far away. I was hoping y- you were her, but. Are you trying to get him to talk to you? She Yes, she is attempting to get him to talk to her. Make a persuasion check. I'm going to give you disadvantage because of the murder walk and the weapon firing. <laughs> oh, well, I rolled two sixes, so, um. But I have a five in persuasion, so that's an 11. Not as bad okay. as it could be. Yeah, he doesn't flee from you, but you do hear a whimper. <laughs> Dr. Cred looks for a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she addresses his companion. I apologize for scaring him. We had other business to attend to. Um, we are seriously looking for his sister. I, this, I am trying to help. Even though I, I have been told I can be rather intimidating. <laughs> okay, so because you've explained that, he kind of drops his battle stance, holds out his hand, and says, I'm Ivan. You can tell he has a combat history just by the way he's standing. 
Uh, it's good to have you on the team. I wish we had more people who believed us. Uh, yes. Um, perhaps Ivan, and she's looking at him, and she says, later we could go and spar a few rounds. I'd like to learn how to fight eventually. Um, and then she looks back at Russ, and she um, says, Do, what is with the lantern? He's lighting up the leaf litter to try to find clues. Ah. He says, there must be some physical evidence that she was here. I don't know why I'm the only person who remembers that she existed. She was here. We, Hmm. we, she was my sister. Like, we don't live in a two-bedroom apartment. We live in a three-bedroom apartment. Everything's wrong. Hmm. Uh, and she turns, Sitara turns to Raincloud and Dr. Crud and goes, do you all have anything useful for finding people or clues i am unfortunately my spells tend to be as as we saw uh destructive yeah i mean i don't have anything like that um but i wouldn't mind recapping on the facts that we have so she disappeared how long ago on monday and it's wednesday okay and uh almost nobody uh believes that she ever existed even people who had met her yeah only ivan believes me uh, this is okay. Ivan Volk. He's my friend. Hi, Ivan. I mean, hi, Ivan. So, Ivan, did you 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 knew her personally? You met um, Ms. Adelaide. Russ says I did, and I don't have any reason to believe. Ah, you also don't remember that he's lying. Yeah, I don't remember her. No. Yes. So there's nobody else who remembers meeting her. Have you got any any evidence of her existence? I mean, does she have does she have an empty bed and Bedroom? I mean, I'm not saying I don't believe you, but maybe that would help jog the memory of, of people who had met her. No, it it's like it's always been a two-bedroom apartment. It's very strange. There's something wrong. Here. Ah, I see, I see, I see. Mm, I think we need to speak to an arcanist of some sort, maybe a powerful wizard, um, someone who may know of these. It sounds like something evil and magical is afoot. Are you sure? And Sitar looks back at Russ and she goes, Are you sure you didn't make a deal with somebody, a, a trickster god of some sort? He laughs and says, I, I I, can't have imagined her, could I? I I don't think I did. Uh, not you imagining her, but you haven't. This, this seems like an act of godly magic, and there are plenty of those running around, and... That is how I got my magic, and it just wants to make sure you didn't, you know, run into one and make some kind of deal. I don't think I did, but I can't... I'm starting to doubt my own memory, and I'm, I don't... I don't know. Russ holds his head in his hand. Perhaps... You, you said you lived in an apartment together. Perhaps we could go investigate there. All right. 3 p.m. you guys arrive at Russ's apartment? Is that what you're saying? That is what she is offering up to her companions. Maybe the house. Yeah, I, I, I like that idea. I just had another idea as well that we could do also, um, which is if maybe Dr. Crud could um, uh, examine Russ and see maybe that could be he might have had a bump in the head. He might have some sort of psionic parasite going on. He might have a weird new marks on his neck. You know what I mean? There could yes. be could be, yeah, something like a curse mark or something. For the rest of this hour, driving over to the apartment, because I would assume we would be taking Crud's mm-hmm. 
cart, there's a better word for it, carriage, uh, perhaps Satara could drive while, and for the rest of the hour while Crud Jr. does his thing in the back? Well, normally I don't let people drive my carriage, but I, I can see how intimidating you are and you do frighten me a little bit, especially <laughs> since, uh, so yeah, if you want to go right ahead, I, 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 I yeah, I'm scared of you. <laughs> okay so we've got Satara driving the carriage Dr. Crud ushers Russ the eel-headed person up into the back of the carriage where Professor Q Quentin Joff is receiving an ivy of orange and so Russ reacts and goes oh Professor Q this is where you are all the evening classes were cancelled <laughs> yeah uh, he, he seems to have he, he got a little bit of consumption so I'm administering this IV fluid of <laughs> isonictinic acid hydroside with rifopirazine. Yeah, so we we call it we call it Cheeto powder. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So you guys arrive at 3 p.m. at the apartments, and I'm gonna say that Quentin. By the way, you didn't know this, but he lives in this complex as well. So if you'd like to drop him off here, you can, and I will give you the information that you have successfully avoided in a very roundabout manner the <laughs> second of the negative events you might not be exactly sure why you did but um, <laughs> yeah a okay. second event has been derailed <laughs> wow um what did i get from my examination on the way over here of uh russ the eel-headed person russ is entirely normal Seems healthy to you. No bumps on the head. No psychic parasite worms inside his brain. Well, congratulations, Russ. I give you a clean bill <laughs> of health. Uh, I I would recommend him just a little bit, teeny tiny bit of bloodletting because you you are a little flush. But <laughs> that could also be the emotional distress you seem to be under. So it's your choice: a little bit of bloodletting or you know, emotional distress. Which one would you like? I guess he lets you bloodlet him because you're a doctor. You seem trustworthy. Okay, so he, he gets bloodletted for uh, 15 minutes of the trip. Okay, so from <laughs> three to four, maybe you're bloodletting him. Or, yeah, is that what time it is? Is it four now? Or three? I think it's uh, three. Three, yeah. It's three. three. Okay. I, I think, doctor, at this point, my sense my senses have been overloaded. <laughs> um, but I, I feel worse. I feel worse than I did before and more scared of blood and... Well, here's the thing. You have improved. You are not unconscious on the floor. Oh, oh, so I'm not well spotted. Okay. So you see, it is starting to work. You just got to let it overload. I should, I, I, I should not have doubted you. The situation as it is right now is that Professor Q is in his own apartment and you are with Russ and Ivan in Russ's apartment. Which he shares with his mom and uh, sister, question mark. <laughs> so, hmm. it's now 3 p.m. Where do you guys want to head? And you'll arrive there at 3, if this makes sense. Um, Satara would like to speak with Ivan real fast as the others go in, so she, like, we're, she's going to get punched in the face. We're not searching the apartment? Oh, no, she definitely wants to, but she wants to ask Ivan a quick question. Um, so she kind of, like, pulls him to the side and says... Ivan, um, I don't know what your relationship is with Russ, but it seems very personable and close friendish at the very least. He hasn't hit his head, perhaps. 
I, I trust him that his sister exists, but I just would like to make sure that he is not concussed. And Dr. Crud III can confirm that there's no evidence of concussion or head trauma, and Ivan says, I didn't see him hit his head, no. And as you search around the apartment, there is no evidence that Adelaide ever existed. I would like to do a detect magic as I walk around the apartment. Go ahead and read that spell. Alrighty. For the duration, you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of me. I sense magic in this way. I can use it. My action to see a faint aura and any visible creature object in the area that bears magic and you learn at school of magic, if any. The spell can penetrate most barriers, but is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. So I am trying to figure out if it was magicked away. Yeah, but like I think it, that's like an active spell that you're trying to detect, right? Yeah, it uh, lasts for ten minutes, so I can right. But like you're you wouldn't be able to detect residue of anything, right? Only active magic, like like is there a, a spell that's or... is there a spell that's like on the house? I guess would be the question. Like, is there something making like that? Yeah, maybe maybe whatever made him forget also deleted the room. I should be able to detect that. Okay. And if he's wearing, like, a cursed object that has magic. Okay, you can detect that magic was performed so that there... How would this work? Hmm. I think it might be in the wording of the spell. Something about how, you know, you can detect magic that's been mm -hmm. cast within a certain period of time. I'm not... Okay, you can detect, kind of Scarlet Witch-y, a change in the probability of reality where... This is the two-bedroom apartment. There are three-bedroom apartments in this building. And in parallel timelines, they did live in a three-bedroom apartment in this building. I don't know how, to, how you would detect that. <laughs> but uh, It would be temporal magic? Is, tem that, right? is that a thing? Is that a thing? I don't know. Yeah, you detect temporal magic. And you detect the... Uh, abjuration, maybe. <laughs> there we go. Abjuration. Yeah. I got yeah. Hey, 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 guys, listen up. I sense temporal... Yeah, take a knee, take a knee. I was huddling, <laughs> yeah, but okay. Yeah, take a knee, come on. All right. Okay. I sense temporal magic. <gasps> this was a three-bedroom apartment, possibly in another timeline. So we may be on a parallel timeline. Or the parallel timeline was over there, and now we're not over there anymore. You get what I'm what I'm cooking with. I I get the concept. So perhaps um, whatever version of Rust that we have is in the wrong reality. Perhaps he swapped places with a parallel Rust. That sounds like I could. Yeah, they could. If if he's the only thing out of place. Yeah, the flip flop. The important thing that we're missing here is who is doing this. Hmm. And why? Because Rust is not magical. Rust doesn't know how to do this. Yeah, who is doing this? Uh, or if it's a natural phenomenon, no, 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 no. Can I ask? Can I ask? Can I interrogate Russ briefly? Yeah, Russ, do you have any enemies? <laughs> it's very important that you answer answer honestly. I don't think I do. <laughs> okay, do you owe anyone any money? No. <laughs> have you ever stolen someone's girlfriend? No. 
Well, is there any reason at all someone would want... And please be honest, no judgment here. We've all done things we're not proud of. But is there any reason at all that someone would want to mess with you and the very fabric of your reality? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I, it's just... I'm <laughs> I'm just a 19-year-old college student of, you know, magical math. And I. it's just me and... I know mom doesn't like Ivan very much. And I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I mean. Does your mom remember her own daughter? No, that's the saddest part. Or or anybody around her, like Lauren doesn't remember her. I mean, I haven't talked to Bobby yet, but Bobby probably doesn't remember. I, I don't know. Can I get him just aside from Ivan and be like, and what is your history with Ivan? Where do you know him from? Oh, uh, we met when I was going to NCC. It's a city campus, so I was... And then he, like, blushes. I was just getting lunch. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Okay. Right. So you two are rather, rather close. Oh, gosh. He just blushes. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and he's a student as well of the college? Ivan is not a student. Um, okay. He is currently in between occupations, former military, kind of figuring out how to not kill people living his life. Okay. Well, well here's this. H- have you noticed anything else that's different other than just your sister? Has anything else changed, no matter how small? No. I... That's a pretty big one, though. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's huge. But we're trying to... Our current theory is, you know, that you swap with someone a, a parallel universe. So is there anything else that's different? He shrugs. He's like, I, I don't know. I, I talked to Lauren. Lauren was different. She didn't remember Adelaide. I haven't talked to Bobby yet. Uh, Mom didn't remember her. Ivan didn't remember her. What kind of magic math are you working on? Did you perhaps create a a spell of some sorts while you were doing math <laughs> he's just a sophomore in like so no <laughs> community college <laughs> that makes it even worse hey, russ can you tell us anything about this um this individual who you beat the job at the leather shop someone who wasn't as good at, at math as you what am i getting am i getting that right i've written down bad at math guy the story is that he made friends with Lauren um, a few years back by being helpful because Lauren doesn't talk. Lauren's a starfish. And then his sister needed a part-time job because she was a high schooler. So they that's how the connection okay. was made. But yeah. I wrote down that someone else didn't get the job. Right. That's the goat, that's, sorry, the goat that's man from the... For. Vince. You're talking about Vince. Yeah, I remember that earlier, but um, that was mentioned again. At the winner at the market. No. Maybe I uh, I misheard yeah. it. Okay, okay, never mind. Cross that out. Okay. Yep, so the people that know, just to summarize this, the people that know Adelaide are the mom. You haven't caught her name. She probably has an eel head. Lauren, the starfish. Ivan, the human. And someone named Bobby, who's been mentioned a few times. Who is Bobby, then? Bobby was her tutor. Okay. Was Adelaide's tutor. Yeah. And what did she study? She was just an adult lady who had a job tutoring people. No, no, I mean, what, what, what was she tutoring Adelaide in? High school stuff. Okay. Should we go and talk to, to Bobby then? 
I, that sounds like the most reasonable place to go next. Also, does anyone have any theories on what disaster we averted unknowingly? Because I have none. <laughs> I think, or you're talking to the players, okay. I think that yeah. uh, something was going to happen to Russ at the park, <laughs> and we took him out of there. Okay. That is correct. All right. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Good to know. All right. Um, yeah, okay. Let's go then. Let's go find Bobby. Perhaps we take Russ with us. Um, I tend to be very scary, apparently, when approaching people, and he knows this Bobby person. Okay. Bobby's house is not one of the locations that is oh, available no. to you. You guys don't know where she lives because Russ doesn't know where she lives. Never hmm. mind then. Um, so at three what? o'clock, where do you guys want to go? What? Dr. Craig's going to ask one more question of him. Where was the last place that you saw your sister? Here. I wished her good night and I went to bed on Sunday and I fell asleep. And the next morning, I was going about my day, you know, came home. She didn't come home, started asking mom questions. Mom didn't remember her. And no one has recalled her since then. And what was her schedule for that day? School, part-time job, tutoring. Every day she did those things, you know. Satara kind of looks around the apartment and says, Uh, I'm getting a little peckish. Um, I could use some food to think this over, and perhaps the walk over to... The bakery will allow us time to think of solutions. Well, you can walk, but I'm going to ride. <laughs> or ride, whatever. <laughs> Ooh, is this the place where they have those delicious crepes? Yes. I misspelled it. Wonderful. <laughs> I wrote down, tastes like crap restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> that is the joke. <laughs> French people say crap instead of crepe, I think. Uh, All right, well. Let's go get our. Let's go get ourselves some crap. Um, before she leaves, Satara looks at Ivan and she goes, "Russ seems fragile. Protect him, yes." Ah, Ivan totally will. They are just friends, but the mom can tell it's heading towards something more and doesn't approve. So yeah, super cute little blossoming relationship there. The will they won't they won. Is the third bad thing that they don't get together because of the, the mom. <laughs> no. do, we need to, do we need to take these guys out? Because the sister's not there to help her through it. Yeah. I, Satara also I would find a scrap of paper and just... She would just write the Fire Breathing kit, Kittens Guild Hall like address on it, even though she knows like they probably know where it is, and just like signs it and says... if. If you need anything or hear of anything and you can't find us, a good place to wait is the guild hall and hands it to Russ. She's very fond of this child and it's just like, aw, poor little innocent child. I shall protect. Aw. Yeah, he won't die today because of you guys. All right. So at three o'clock, where do you go? Oh, they're doing little victory dances, audience. <laughs> no, they're doing more. All right. Uh, tastes like crepe. Tastes like crepe. It's a crepery. Got it. Because Satara is hungry. Yeah, we only got one place left after this. The beach. Mm. Tastes like crepe restaurant. I wondered, do they only serve things that taste like crepes? <laughs> no, no, no. This $1 sign out of $3 signs restaurant has a good sense of humor and delicious food. 
You walk in the restaurant. There's a waitress, a highland cow person with wide horizontal horns and side-swept brown hair. She is looking particularly cheerful today. Um, hello, can we have a table f- for three, please? Howdy, well, surely. Eh, southern accent coming back. She guides you over to a booth or a table. I use a table, so to a table. And puts menus down on three of the chairs. Well, the table in front of the chairs. Yeah. Yes, uh, Sitara sits down and she starts flipping through the menu. Uh, Raincloud is just going to straight ahead order. Uh, I'll have my usual, uh, the endless crepes order and the pitcher of maple syrup, please. <laughs> All right. And Dr. Crud the third? Oh, I'll just eat off his plate. Oh, the, sharing the endless crepes. Well, for you, that is allowed. Oh, thank you kindly. Don't worry, he doesn't have much of an, a- an appetite, and I kind of just elbow this, like, <laughs> gigantic <laughs> elephant. Uh, Satara looks up and sh- she says, I- A stack of pancakes for me, please, um, as well as a, a glass of... Uh, do you serve wine here? Is that a weird question to ask? It is 3 p.m., so she does serve wine. She will get you a, for one gold, bottle of wine. And uh, she says, Yep. I got you covered. And she heads into the kitchen, and everybody do a perception check. Pancakes and wine. How is that going to mix good? (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a good explanation for it, but Satara just eats weird stuff. Honestly, I would eat that. Wine goes with everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I mean, it's not traditional, but I would eat it. <laughs> I mean, I'm presuming they're pairing their wine with their pancakes and stuff here, you know? Oh, like a dry red to go with the sweet oh, fluffy? Yes. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dr. Crud is too uh, distracted chatting up his friends about how they should be going to his dad's restaurant instead. <laughs> and he got a two plus three, a five. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I, got, I, I got a 21. Because uh, very perceptive, even when eating, like a jungle cat, you know. Uh, Satara got a nat one. Oh gosh, you are drinking your glass of wine. <laughs> Doctor Crud is eating some of the crepes, and Rain Cloud sees through the swinging kitchen door a bipedal goat with floppy ears and two small horn stubs, similar to the person you met earlier today who's mm-hmm. cutting up ingredient like mise en place. He's making the sliced carrots and onions and, uh, I don't know, grating some radish and cracking eggs into a frying pan. Now you understand how his fingers were bandaged earlier today. Oh, it's the same guy? Yep. You recognize the bandages okay. on his fingers. Vince, okay. Poor old Vince. Um... He's not licking the pancakes, is he? <laughs> no. Good. You doubt his ability to make you good food? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and from three to four, you guys have a lovely meal. Yutung is looking especially chipper. You've seen her a few times since Dr. Crud Third, since you saved her from a undead waitress. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, you know that the chef owner of Tastes Like Crepe looks especially cheerful today. Well, well, 
just the size of happiness and food. Um, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Craig didn't see anything but the food, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll definitely mention Vince to the others, but I don't think that gives us any clues as to what the hell happened to Adelaide. Mm-mm. Oh, wait, Vance? Vance is here? Hi, Vance! Hi! Hi! Oh, God. It's me! Remember me? He looks incredibly embarrassed. Well, actually, you didn't meet him. You were out in the carriage. Oh, that's right. I don't even know who the heck he is. Never mind. I don't know you. I don't know anything about you. I've never seen you. Ignore what I just said. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go over and say hello. Oh. I'll, uh, as if I'll, I'll be like, do you know where the bathroom is? Oh, Vince. Oh, no. He's very horribly embarrassed to be seen back here. Like a rich kid who grew up to work at a McDonald's, he's not pleased to have been identified. Hmm. I'll try to reassure him, like, you, you, you work in my favorite eatery in all of Nikamui. You must be so proud. I'm, wow, I'm, I'm so impressed by you. Hmm, make a persuasion check. Ooh, that's a two. Uh, oh, plus... no. Oh. <laughs> plus four, six. You've irritated his internal pride, and he oh. gets stone-faced and uh, cuts his hand, and it's just, it's not going well for him. He's... He's horribly embarrassed to be back here. All right. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna end that scene before he stabs you with the, the knife he's cutting onions with. <laughs> and it's now four o'clock, and you've had a wonderful, delicious meal. Some of you have had some wine as well. <laughs> well, well, it's not as good as my dad's restaurant. This this place is really great. So uh, I guess we just got the beach left to go look at. Onward. I could use a stroll on the beach. Although, um, if you don't mind, I'll probably, you know, just stay as far back from the water's edge as physically possible while still participating. Oh, I, uh, you got, you're afraid of the water? No, no, no. Just I don't like to get my fur wet or be anywhere near water or in water or around water or talk about water very much, to be honest. Well, remember to get over your fear. All we got to do is... <laughs> Well, you know. <laughs> I, I, yes. I, I, two in a day feels like I don't want to overstretch my, I don't want to over, overload my senses, if that makes sense. You know what? I'll give you a pass. You're good. We'll okay. just continue with the blood and guts and stuff. I mean, that, there's fish inside of water. I like fish. Maybe that's an angle I could, I could take. There you go. Whew. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's just see how we, how we go. <laughs> they arrive at the beach. The beach of Nikimui is a white, sandy expanse that slopes downward from a grassy lawn down a hill down to the water. Two women are on a beach trip. They are swimming a fair distance out in the water, and it's 4 p.m., just to let you guys know. Their bags sit unattended on a towel under a shade umbrella staked in the sand. What do they look like? One of them is a dawn teeth... A vampire bat person. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The other one is a steam crackle, a construct (laughs) powered by steam energy that occasionally leaks from between her joints. She's waterproof. Uh, Hey, ladies, how you doing? Hi, my name's Dr. Crud. Have any of y'all seen Adelaine? They're too far out to hear you. They're in the water. Hey, girls, my name's Dr. Crud. (laughs) Sitara, Sitara would um, start like pulling 
her weapons off and pulling some of her clothes off until she's not like naked, but enough clothes that she's not going to drown if she hops in the water and goes out to swim to them. Well, she doesn't take no guff from no one. She's just like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, rain cloud, what, what, what are we going to do? Because I ain't getting in there and you sure as heck ain't getting in there. <laughs> you know what? There's two beach towels right there. Let's go sit down. Yes, let's keep an eye on these ladies' clothes. I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> Make sure there's no ne'er-do-wells. Oh, what am I saying? I get, I get, yes, I'm not myself at the beach. All the water is freaking rain cloud out. He's well-intentioned, but sticking his foot in his mouth. So Sitara swims out to the dawn teeth and the steam crackle. And uh, they greet you politely. The dawn teeth smiles and has vampire fangs. She's a vampire bat-headed girl. Um, hello. My name is Sitara. Um, I work for the fire-breathing kittens, and she kind of turns and show her shows them where the kitten is currently sleeping. Um, and sh- she um, looks at them and says, "I I am looking for a, a woman named Adelaide, and we were not really directed to the beach, but we were hoping we could look here. You haven't." Heard of any magical happenings, perhaps? Also, do they recognize me from my warrant? Because I am realizing this could become a problem. <laughs> <laughs> These people are not officers of the law. One, um, well, actually, you don't know what they do yet, but I will tell you they're not. So they don't okay. recognize you. Um, uh, you are asking specifically about the magical disappearance of Adelaide, right? That's what that's what you're doing. Yes. So. They both listen to you politely. Um, What exactly are you going to say? Like, add a little bit to that. There's a key thing that you have to tell them. Well, she describes... Well, she doesn't describe Adelaide, but she describes his brother and says, you know, she's going to assume they're the same species. um, And... Or no, she was told. Yeah. So she describes describes her as she was told and says, well, this girl is missing. And at this point, we're just asking anybody that we see if they have seen her you know um kind of like a an alert of some kind that perhaps could become important in the future um but anything if you know anything at all if you don't know anything i will leave you on to your wonderful afternoon (laughs) the steam crackle introduces herself as chibi and says haven't you reported this to the police uh i i do not know if they have reported it to the police i'm used to solving my own problems um it, it unfortunately there seems to be some magical amnesia going around the vampire bat lady blanches magical amnesia and a missing person uh yes chibi pats mave's shoulder and says mave mave no it and mave goes it's happening again it's happening again, and she's freaking out. Like, uh, you have said exactly the thing to make this poor person go through, like, a PTSD moment. She's um, not floating super well. <laughs> um, Satara holds out her hand, and and she says, I, I apologize if this is a struggle for you, but it sounds like you may know what we are talking about. I can offer you protection, um, and Satara is doing her best to, like, be small and, like, non-intimidating because she's been intimidating all day, but she is not very good at that. Uh, well, um, 
you mentioned protection, so maybe it's okay that you're not the smallest. Uh, uh, Maeve is not saying anything. She's just, like, looking off into a distance, like, t- this glazed, glossy, terrified look on her face, like she's reliving something. And, um, and then a yelp escapes from her mouth, and she goes, ah! And she's like, gosh, a jellyfish just stung me, and she comes back to herself and can talk to you again and is like, oh, I'm sorry, I... I have terrible memories of, uh, let's go to the beach. And she like starts to swim in to shore. Uh, I should warn you, I do have some companions and um, they are ginormous. So just, (laughs) they will not hurt you. They are, the one is a, is a pacifist. He can't hurt a fly literally. Um, And the other one is basically a big teddy bear is the vibe. He hasn't killed anyone yet. So it'll be fine. They just might be a little intimidating. And we're sitting on their towels. Oh, gosh. (laughs) As they head into shore, they see a giant five-foot-wide loxodon elephant sitting on their beach towel. The towel is nowhere to be seen. (laughs) A furry... All these fat jokes. Oh, wow. Uh, You're literally five feet wide, right? So Yeah. I know. All right. Um, I don't want you to burn my house down, so I have to be careful about... (laughs) We we only have to worry about our uh, crocodile friend doing that. Right. Yeah. She's the one that did that. Yeah, she did. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess Raincloud would probably, he's a snow leopard person. So your very, very thick tail is probably like thwapping upset. Like, you know how your tail gives away your emotions? Your tail Mm. is saying, I'm near water. And your face is saying, I'm fine. (laughs) Mm. Yes, nothing to worry about here. <laughs> Absolutely chill. Well, well, if Raincloud would allow it, Dr. Crud would be stroking him and petting him, trying to calm him down. <laughs> okay. All right, well, let me just get that scent gland there. Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is what they He's... see when they come to shore. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. Um, sure. Let me roll a tolerance check on them. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. I never said they were good people. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> All right. So the steam crackle is. She's been in defensive mode overdrive because her friend is um, reliving traumatic memories and now there's people on her towel. And although she's been warned that they're with you, Satara, she's like, get off my towel. The steam crackle is not pleased. Bye. Uh, 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 which one's your towel? <laughs> the, the one rain cloud is on. <laughs> Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I just, I was, we're just keeping an eye on your accoutrement. Hmm. He was warming it up for you. Hmm. My name is Raincloud. Nice to meet you. This is my friend, Dr. Crud. He's a doctor. Hi. And, um, these two are Maeve and, you said Chibi? Yeah. Chibi, Afanasev, and May Scriverius, if you're curious. But you can call them Chibi and Maeve. I just, I couldn't read my own writing, oh. so I had to double check. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, Chibi. And they um, might have, I I was explaining Adelaide's um, situation, and I apparently caused some distress, which seems to be the theme of the day. Um, and they might know some information, so if you could kindly not make them hate us. Well, no, that's your job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Everybody loves me. Would they, we, ladies? Would either of you like to give me a little stroke under the chin? People seem to enjoy that. <clears throat> it's fun. I, I re- highly recommend it. It's very, very soft under there. I, maybe we need to get to know each other, but better first. <laughs> they don't seem. I rolled a two for for the whole like first impression roll, so they don't seem particularly mm. inclined to pet you under the chin. <laughs> Your loss. So, so ladies, what you got you so agitated? If it's my friend here, I apologize for her. She is harmless. Well, supposedly she did, you know, do something earlier that we won't be talking about right now. I've learned my lesson on that one. Yeah, nobody died. Nobody got hurt. Nobody died. It was just some property damage. Oh, I said too much. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. You're making an interesting first impression on them. (laughs) <laughs> but they really don't mind yay dice <laughs> hey how's it going nice to meet you we haven't murdered anyone yet <laughs> yeah don't be afraid <laughs> so what i'm getting so far is they hate rain cloud because he's on their towels but they love dr crud because he has he said that they haven't murdered anybody they don't mind. They don't run away screaming <laughs> when you say that you've committed property damage, property damage, but not murder, so it's a good day. <laughs> you should wingman for me more often, Dr. Crud. <laughs> Nobody has run away screaming in terror yet. Is, uh, is Maeve still kind of out for the count? No, no. Uh, she is now nursing her leg because there is a red welt forming where a jellyfish stung her, and she's tending her wound and just like looks like a normal person but yeah she definitely had like a ptsd moment back there satara sits down and she gestures towards dr crud and says perhaps my companion could look at that he is a doctor um, and he does have a clinic but if while he's doing that if you do not mind you seem to know what i was talking about with um the amnesia situation and if there's anything you can do to help us with find this girl, I would, I would greatly appreciate it. Maeve nods and looks solemnly at you and says, "I've been through something similar myself." Well, dish girlfriend. <laughs> uh, she tells you a long and sorrowful tale about how her cousin went missing and no one could remember them, and how when she investigated. Uh, because she was the only person who could remember. She found out that the tutor had also gone missing. So she investigated the tutor, and upon finding them, was viciously attacked and only escaped with her life when she pulled a torch on herself and the tutor, and hissing and fleeing from the flame, the tutor did not murder her. But it was a close call. So this tutor, was his name perchance Bobby? Her name was Bobby, yeah. Or her name, okay. Yeah, okay, I'm I'm starting to connect the or, dots. Um, I don't know if she would have the same name. Do you guys think she would have the same name? Like, I, if you're... Well, if only one person knows what happened. Yeah, and, she wouldn't change her name. Yeah. <laughs> She'd just kill those people. All right, right yeah, there's her no name reason was, to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her name was Bobby. You know, a pretty brunette. She's, like, hand-gesturing this high. And where would we find this Bobby? Oh, gosh, I wouldn't look for her. <laughs> uh, Satara stands up to her full height and says, I think I should have a discussion with her at the very least. Well, I think we should go back and see Russ, and he might know where we can find Baba. 
Ah, uh, maybe Didn't not. Didn't we already her. establish that he can't, though? Well, he could tell yeah. us where she hangs out, how she met her, or that we could also go to the constabulatory and see if they got an address for them. But either way, the beach ain't going to do us no good. So I'm going to go ahead. But she- he hands, uh, he hands uh, Maeve a yellow liquid in a bottle go ahead and rub this uh, all over your little your little critter bot right there and it's gonna fix you stri- good it'll fix you up and, and you guys have a great day you've been very informative she looks at you suspiciously is this pee <laughs> i'm a doctor you can trust me <laughs> <laughs> but is it pee <laughs> Yes, absolutely. That's the only thing that helps with sting with, with jellyfish bites. But it's goblin. It's goblin pee. It it does even better than just normal pee. It ain't mine, so don't even worry about that. It ain't his, and it ain't hers. Okay, she treats her leg, and the welt goes away. <laughs> Wonderful. And and Satara again is like. And I know I offered protection. You can either come with us or the fire-breathing kittens guild would be happy to help you. Ooh, that's a good question. Now that she knows that... I mean, she kind of already did know that Bobby existed. So, like, she wouldn't, like, move because of this. But, yeah, she's... I mean, you've definitely put a damper on their day. Huh. Let me do a roll. Well, it is four. The day's pretty much over for... For beach going anyway, I would think. About to be five. I mean... I think they're done with the beach. I, 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 blame, the, <laughs> I blame the jellyfish for ruining a day. <laughs> they are going to pack up their stuff and leave the beach. <laughs> yeah, I, I, after I get bit by a jellyfish, I do, I'll leave too. I mean, it ain't worth getting a bit another time. Right. Yeah, they, they travel in packs. Swarms. Probably want to get home and wash that pee off your legs as well. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, they're going to pack up and head to the showers that are over there. There's a building with showers and start to leave the beach. Okay, so it is now 5 p.m. Where are you guys going to go? Well, the only lead we really have is that they're, Bobby's a tutor. So back to the college, mm-hmm. maybe ask around, see if uh, somebody else has a, like a tutor appointment with, with the Bobby. Yeah, that, I mean, yep. Dr. Crud's smart. He he's not he ain't playing the dumb character this time. <laughs> <laughs> As we head to the community college, we are going to sign off for our break. Joining us this time were Dr. Crud the third. Well, you know, it could be that train driver. <laughs> they still haven't been apprehended, that's true. Rain Cloud Moon Glow. Goblin Pee! <laughs> <laughs> and Sitara Astronova. Well, we got to avoid the police now. (laughs) Yeah, you do. All right. See you soon. Bye. 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 We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. You can subscribe to receive new episodes through your podcast player or by visiting firebreathingkittenspodcast.com or finding us on YouTube. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you. You can find more adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore, Fire Breathing Kittens, all one word, podcast.
That's right, you can curl up with a good book based on one of our podcast episodes. The authors do a really great job of adapting them into fun novels. And did you know that we have webcomics? Look for The Adventures of Firebreathing Kittens on webtoons.com. We also have official merchandise on redbubble.com. Welcome back to Firebreathing Kittens, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. We are joined again by... Sitara. Hello. Dr. Crowd III. We will get him used to all the blood and guts, and then we will get him used to the water. And Rain Cloud. Hello. Everyone, please roll a d20. 17. 16. 6. I'm holding a dice up to the camera. Can you guys see what it is? Five. Five. Oh. The closest to five was Sitara. Can you please tell us what happened last time? Yes. We started out in the guild, and then we met a goat person who was upset that he didn't get a teaching job. And then we went to go protect the teacher because he sounded a little murdery. Um, turns out the teacher was going to die. Um, so we had to go get medicine. Sitara, uh, well, first Sitara met her new, like, she will protect this friend. Protect, anyways, she's going to Russ. Um, and then they go to the market to go and find the med, permanently borrow the medicine. And, uh, Sitara gets a warrant out for her arrest, but they discover that Russ is missing his sister. So they head to the park next no bakery yeah bakery next and to go and no park yeah they went to the park next they went to the park next saw russ again with his friend um took him from the park to go check out their apartment to see if there's any magic going on might be some uh time stream slipping things going on then they went and ate lunch because you know it's three in the afternoon time to eat lunch excuse me and then they went to the beach and Met two women who have dealt with the same tutor who caused some issues with making people disappear. So now we're on our way back to try to find this tutor at the college. Oh, you forgot to mention that we unwittingly saved his life solving the second. <laughs> oh, yes. The second and we nearly won disaster. a lot of money. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. We lost a lot of money. We were like two cards, two points. I don't know. Two away from payday. One. <laughs> It was yeah. one. One. It, it was yeah. a 22. Goddamn. <laughs> Next time. Next time. <laughs> so close. If we would have won, she wouldn't have blown the, the roof off of that shop. That, that is fair. <laughs> that is fair. She wouldn't have had to do that. It's all right. We may have a chance to fix all of this tomorrow. Yes. I don't think our characters know that. No. But we're not in character. <laughs> <laughs> that was fool's. It is 5 p.m., and you are strolling up to the Nikimui Community College. I demand to speak to the king of the college. <laughs> uh, again, there's no king rank loud. Or his envoy, then. The yeah. emperor. Where is the emperor of this establishment? <laughs> Nikimui Community College is comprised of three large buildings on two city blocks. So you can tell me what you're... I go to the largest building. <laughs> Okay, that's the lecture hall you were in before. There's okay. a bunch of students and an entirely different professor. It um, it looks like the people are a bit confused, and there's some shuffling. If you want to do some kind of perception check. Sure. All of us are just Ooh. rain cloud. Ah, you're all in the hall, right? Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah, he took off. We we, we we went off after him going, oh, geez, here he goes again. I'm practicing my murder walk. <laughs> and I got a seven, <laughs> though. I was practicing it too hard and not paying attention to anything else. 21. Uh, 15 for Satara. Somebody's practicing their murder walk a bit too hard. <laughs> Rain cloud. But everyone else knows there's a lot of people talking around you. You can quickly gather that this is normally a class held in a smaller lecture hall that is being held in the larger lecture hall because Professor Q canceled his afternoon class. All right, everybody, don't worry. Professor Q is going to be just fine. He is at home recuperating. He will be back tomorrow. And uh, has anybody seen the tutor named Bobby? Oh, interestingly, (laughs) nobody here knows Bobby. Not a single person. And if you, which, yes, the look of surprise on your face, this is suspicious. If you ask around, you would find no physical or memory evidence that Bobby was ever here. Hmm. Which is a clue. I mean, does that mean Bobby is Adelaide? Doesn't mean that, does it? Spitball in here. I'm just furballing. Does... Okay, where do you all go when you need to go get a tutor? Is there some like a, a a place where you you where you go and the tutors are there? They're putting up signs like "I'm a tutor, I'm a tutor, I only charge this much." And the guy next to him was like, "I'm a tutor, I charge even less." And is there a place like that? Yeah, definitely. They take you to the local cork board that's outside of the lecture hall, and it's got a bunch of different tutors, classes, and rates posted where you can hire people to teach you and. You quickly deduce that there is no flyer for anyone named Bobby. Maybe she finally changed her name. Perhaps. Perhaps we need to speak to the Viscount of the community college. What the hell is a Viscount? Someone important. No, okay, corkboard. <clears throat> um, is there a reason why, um, like, we got, yeah... We got the information earlier that um, she would have given the same name, the name Bobby, to two people. But is there a reason why she would give a different name here? For example, this is the college rather than the high school. Were those two girls on the beach, were they college or high school? Grown adults. Oh. So they were in the college. But did they say that they were in the college? Uh -uh. Mm-mm. No, it happened to a friend. They're not college-aged. They're older and... You didn't really ask where they were from, whether they grew up in Nicomoy their whole life or grew up somewhere else. Mm. You didn't ask any questions. No, no, we didn't. Um, are, are there ads for tutors on this board? Yes. Many? Yes. Any suspicious ones? No. What's hmm. the cheapest one? Um, uh, okay, the look that we're receiving is... the look we're receiving means it doesn't matter, so move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, is there a did we d- is there a I guess a chapel on campus? Not at the community college, no. You'd have to go to one of the fancier state schools or private institutions. Did we figure out what um Bobby was a tutor of? Was it magical maths? Okay. It wasn't like necromancy or something. A variety. Yeah. Bobby was doing high school, so it'd be, you know, anything. Yeah. Need to find this book. Normally, Sitara would suggest maybe finding a detective, but seeing as she is now wanted by the police, <laughs> that oh, well, could that's be a-, a good idea. We could go to the police and see if we can get out a, a bolo. 
I could at least get us in the door. I don't know if I could get myself out of the door, but... <laughs> and, and, you know, we might be able to recoup our losses with the uh, bounty that we receive for you. <laughs> I, that is a good idea. Satara is down for that. <laughs> She's now thinking of ways to break out of jail. <laughs> okay, so is it at 6 p.m. you go to the police station? Maybe Satara should hang back if we're going to do that. <laughs> Although I can advise you, I can lend you my lockpicking kit. They'll probably take it from you, though, is my experience. Oh, Satara does have one of her own. She pulls it out of her backpack yeah. like this. <laughs> yes, yes. If you can stash that in your in your cheeks or elsewhere on your person. That is true. Put it in your prison pocket. Oh, no. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right. So at six, you guys arrive at the police station. <laughs> I didn't realize half-elves had a prison pocket. <laughs> uh, Satara's going to hand you guys her weapons, because she definitely does not want to lose those, and it's just like a dagger and a hand axe. Uh, and oh, she's not... I, I, I'll put it in my... I'll put it in my... my uh, I got a weapons closet in here. I, I, don't worry. you. They ain't going to get taken from you. Uh, like every good mobile clinic should have. Perfect. Um, <laughs> An armory. Satara looks at you too, and she says, uh, how should we play this do you want to be have captured me um for the reward well i think we should just walk in and if they recognize you then we'll play it like that but we don't need to play it like that until it actually comes up all right they might not even recognize you that is fair uh shall we i suppose they walk into the police station and we see a big poster for face <laughs> yep there's a, a wanted poster section and it it's currently being pinned to the wanted poster by a young <laughs> lieutenant who, upon recognizing you, uh, I, what would a police officer do? I guess, like, three people will tackle you and handcuff you? I Can can I attempt to be like, we we got her for you, boys? Oh, you know, of course. Try and make it clear that, yeah. yeah. They give you a 50 gold reward. Hmm. Oh, sweet. Well, I Peach. feel like I am worth more than that, she says from underneath <laughs> the pile. <sighs> Wonderful. So 50 each or just 50, period? Total. Okay. Okay. Okay, bye. Oh, no, wait. What, what else are we <laughs> All right, well, while we give her to you, you you go, you know, do whatever processing you need to do. We are needing to put out a bolo for uh, a woman named Bobby. And he describes her as they were described to him, described to them earlier. I um, don't remember that. A pretty brunette, just a human named Bobby who has brown hair. <laughs> and might know magic. A, a human woman named Bobby with brown hair. Uh, she is wanted in connection of several disappearances. Do you have any records about that? They have no records of... Bobby being wanted for anything. They don't know what you're talking about and are unlikely to actually follow through on this bolo. I, I, I flash my, my tattoo. Can you put it out anyway? Okay, they say. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we're done here. See you later, Tara. Uh, can, wait, can I ask them, um, <laughs> gentlemen, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> Before we go, um, thank you for the reward. Um, have you had any reports recently of um, 
uh, any sort of timeline altered universe based crimes, any sort of mass am- <laughs> mass amnesia reports, anything like this, either locally or otherwise. The police officers do not have any reports of that. Mm. Well, keep up the good work, gentlemen. This one nearly slipped through the net. Don't, don't worry, don't don't worry, guys. I'm his doctor, and he is he's on the road to recovery. He he's just a little bit crazy now. I feel wonderful. <laughs> Okay, so was that five o'clock then, or six? I can't remember. Uh, that was six. five. That was that five. Was it five? Okay. Okay. No, maybe it was six. That was okay. I'm all right. That was six. So now it's seven o'clock. Uh, you've lost a party member. <laughs> Where are you guys? Oops. Well, after turning in our friend, I think uh, I'm famished. Let's <laughs> <laughs> gonna go get dinner. Okay. <laughs> you thinking pancakes? Let's do it. Pancakes again. I don't pay there. <laughs> oh, perfect. I'll uh, I'll get in on your all-you-can-eat plate this time. That sounds good. <laughs> are we really doing? What are we doing? I, 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 don't, get, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. So <laughs> let's go get crap. I mean, crepe. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, Tastes like crepe restaurant, 7 p.m. This $1 sign out of $3 signs restaurant has a good sense of humor and delicious food. One waitress, a highland cow person with wide horizontal horns and sideswept brown hair, is looking particularly cheerful. You sit down in a booth and are greeted by a waiter, Vince. He is a male capra, a bipedal goat with floppy ears and two small horn stubs. He recognizes Raincloud, and instead of saying, may I take your order, his eyes widen and he says, your order? <laughs> kind of angrily. <laughs> oh, um, the usual... The usual, please. But you're new here. Uh, the usual is uh, unlimited pancakes and one pitcher of syrup, please. <laughs> okay. Also, how do you do? It's been <laughs> several hours. I'm fine. You? The- Elephant? Uh, well, well, if oh, I could... Oh, oh. <laughs> no, no. Go right ahead. Oh, I, I'll, I'll be sharing with him. Hmm. And it seems you got promoted since the last time we were in here. You actually are familiar, Dr. Crud III, with their rotating kitchen staff waiter policy, where they don't tip their employees, they pay them full wages, and they both cook and serve. Well, never mind. I'm familiar with this. I take it back. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, we'll just do what we always do. Uh, Can I just uh, straight up ask him? Uh, I was going to say, you know, I'm not doing so great. We're trying to figure out uh, we have something of a mystery on our plates. I wonder, could you help? We... We, do you know anything about uh, timeline-based crime? <laughs> time crime. Let's call it time crime. We're investigating a time crime. You were, like, super annoying to him. He, um... Uh, he rolls his eyes. Vince, Vince, come here for a second. I, 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 I see and feel your frustration. Trust me, I know how you feel. Come here. And he will embrace him to make him feel better. Oh, gosh. Oh, he does not like that. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Um, Roll initiative because you're assaulting him. It's a Everybody? hug. Yeah. Everybody roll initiative because you're... I didn't think this was going to happen, but I do have battle stats for everyone in this adventure. So. Oh, dear. 14 minus 1 is 13. Yeah. 9 plus 5 is 14. Okay, so it's him, Raincloud, Dr. Crud the Third. Uh, he is going to do an opposing strength check with Dr. Crud the Third. Oh, okay. 
which he will lose. <laughs> That's going to be an 18. He got a 22. <laughs> so well, he... With how big he is, his... he's not very strong. <laughs> he pushes his arms outward, says, don't touch me. And he, I guess he's not going to like further attack you, but he's definitely not. <laughs> the whole restaurant saw this. Two girls in the booth to the right of you, a dawn teeth and a steam crackle, gasp in surprise as he yells that. And I guess, wow, Yutung Didaskalu comes out from the kitchen and says, Vance? In a questioning tone of voice because he just yelled, don't touch me across the room. Like, everyone heard it. I, I'm sorry, Vince. I'm it's, sorry. I was just trying to make you feel better. <laughs> I, it was... It's now, I think Raincloud had a higher initiative than you. Yeah, yeah? yeah. Oh. free action to talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's now Raincloud's turn. He just broke out of grapple hmm. and has expressed extreme displeasure. Now hugs are grapple? I'm very insulted. <laughs> I'll just leap I'll just leap to my feet and kind of try and get between them and be like, whoa, whoa, settle down. Okay, we all have our boundaries. That is perfectly acceptable. Crud sometimes sometimes forgets this. Um, but he means you no harm. <laughs> now let's all let's all relax and and um we're all friends here. That's that's my turn. Okay, so you're going to try to do a persuasion check? Basically, yeah. Okay. Ooh, that is a good roll. 19 plus 4. Oh, that's a great roll. Yeah, 23. He allows himself to be calmed, and with his boss looking at him, he puts his pen back down on the pad of paper and steps over to the next table and takes their order. And, and... Is, is the next table, is that our friends from the beach? Yes. Okay, I think we have more questions for them. Also, um, um, we need to help with the prison break at some point, don't we? Or, I mean, at some point, Zatara could try to seduce her way out. Yeah, I mean, I presume, Raintide presumes that's already happening. Those cops didn't seem <laughs> very good at their jobs. <laughs> oh, that's why the fire-breathing kitten guild is always doing their job for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, okay, the let's, thing about today as well is you could just go to sleep and then you'll wake up at 9 a.m. again. I think we could get this in one. Oh, they're going to try. <laughs> That's what we're trying. We're trying. Okay, uh, let's wait until um, uh, they're not having the orders taken and go over and chat to um, our friends Maeve and Chibi. All right, that sounds good. I, I think that guy hates both of us now. Oh. <laughs> All right, you turn around in the booth and can talk to them freely. I kind of forget what, exactly what we learned from the last time. Not very much, right? Um, oh, yeah, okay, well, I'll just tell them, look, we've been looking for Bobby, we went to the university, went to the university, nobody has heard of her, despite you saying that people, I don't, it seems like people would. You do remember talking to her earlier that she told you already about that, about how no one remember? Ah. Yeah, how she remembered, and that was weird, so she hunted her down. Do you remember Maeve talking to you at the beach? Yes, yes, I remember that now. She almost um, died. Uh, how did she hunt her down? How can we do that ourselves? Oh. Maeve will say, when I was in Kefasti, I thought, oh, gosh, what if she's at the rodeo? So I scanned the crowds and I found her there. I cornered her in a secluded part of the rodeo and I was like, what'd you do with my cousin? And, you know, 
no one's seen either of you guys or you guys disappeared together and that's when she attacked me and if I hadn't pulled the torch down on both of us, I would have died. Well, what would you suggest might be the equivalent in this in this neck of the woods? Is there, is there something? I mean, Nikamui's a big city. She shrugs. Is the market still open? You saw a sign when you were at the market that said it closed at 8. Okay. So it being 7 right now, if you were to head there, it would be closed. I think we might have to go to bed, and uh, I think we maybe missed something. <laughs> we could do this cleaner tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no one gets hurt. Dr. Crud the Third, do you want to go anywhere at 8 or do anything here at 7? Well, they were looking at that park real real hard earlier, so maybe we'll take one last gander over there. Let's do it. The park is mostly wooded. There is one clear area. An oval jogging path encircles a large sports field lawn and mulched playground. Because it's 8 p.m. at this point, the sun has set and there is no one in this park. Completely barren. Well, you could explore the dark trees if you'd like. Yep, let's do that. Sure, why not? I'm going to investigate. Let's uh, split up and do a circle and meet back around or something. I don't know. Look for anything suspicious. They spend from 8 to 9 p.m. exploring the park. It is now 9 p.m. There's thoroughly, you've checked, no one here. Where do you go? Well, I got to tell you, I'm beat. Yes, I mean, I could always sleep, like literally any time. Let's, yeah, I know. You were just maybe... sleeping in the corner on the way over here. Oh, is that right? Oh. Okay, well, let's uh, let's go and do more of that. All right. We will go to sleep. We go home, go to bed. Do, 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 do. It is nine o'clock in the morning. Put your little head in my <laughs> Heat of a moment. It is nine o'clock in the morning, and the sun dawns on exactly the same day that it was before. Satara, you're no longer in a jail cell. Raincloud and Dr. Crowd the Third, that entire day did not happen. It's nine AM. Where do you go? So just just a quick question. Is it Groundhog Day Mechanics where we all remember yesterday? Yes. Okay, so presumably we spent a few of these days freaking out, figuring that out. There's hilarious montages, there's Ned Ryerson. Um yeah, okay, okay. So let's say we're on like, I don't know, day five or something where we've come to come to terms with what's <laughs> going on. Accepted your yeah. your loop. Uh, or does anyone want to like work on a new skill for a couple of years? <laughs> you know, can I can I like get to level twenty as a bard or something real quick? Oh, your body resets every day. Okay. okay. Does... Well in Groundhog Day he gets really good at the piano. Mm-hmm. You can gain a skill if you'd like. Does our gold reset as well? Yes. At the beginning of the day, everything physically resets exactly how it was. Like, if you died during the day before, you're no longer dead. If you were in jail the day before, you're no longer wanted. If you gained (laughs) muscle memory and trained as a level 20 barbarian, you're no longer a level 20 barbarian. All of your experience resets. If you want to learn French, you can. (laughs) But... You, you you feel like a level twenty barbarian, so you can rage, but you're just like, eh, you know, they've actually hurt anyone. Just get really angry. Yeah. So can we also assume that we we have you know the first two challenges down to where, not, you know but, how but, like he would steal the the money to do the to do the uh, 
piano lessons and what we can do is we can fast do any event that you if you like say you want to go at 9 a.m and talk to vince you can do that if that makes sense um a slight problem with just like skipping past the first thing satara did become wanted we might want to avoid that again well that, that's what i'm yeah. saying we fine-tuned it to where that didn't happen we figured out the best way to distract him to steal the medicine no, we're not going to skip that much. You can go oh, okay. to any location that you'd want. So, like, if you say, for example, at 9 a.m. I went to the Fire Breathing Kittens Guild and I met Vince, you can do that. And we can say that that scene happened exactly as before. So anything you're skipping exactly the same, just say you're skipping it. But okay. anything you want to change, you have to go through and change. Okay. Well, presumably just a different spell, like Dancing Lights instead of a Witch Bolt or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Again, anything you want to do differently, just let me know. But right now, it is 9 o'clock in the morning, and you can go to any of these locations. If you want to go um, fast-track through the Fire-Breathing Kittens bar, we can start you off at 10 instead. Yeah, I think that would be... We don't really... Unless you guys have questions. Wait wait a second, though. Is it maybe better if Vince doesn't know us? Is there any reason that that would be beneficial? Well, he wouldn't hate you initially. Yeah. So we could just, I could, yeah, let's go to Guildhall 9 a.m. Different thing I do is I don't talk to Vince at all. You could also go to any other location at 9 a.m. Oh, okay. Let's think about that then. Mm-hmm. Um, we could go we to the could market. we could go to the market first. Yeah. We need that medicine. We could go to the market first and, you know, steal it better. You know, not shoot sure. a, <laughs> a, a, <laughs> a blast of Eldric magic through the roof. Hmm. Yeah, do you have a, a non-destructive spell that would have the same effect? Or was the problem that everyone saw that you did it and then that the thing was gone? Zatara yeah. well, does have... Uh, she has a second plan, and she loops the two of you in, and she goes, so I think we should go to the market first. But this time, instead of destruction of property, because there's no point in talking to the professor. We know he's he's bad off, so we might as well get the medicine. But instead of destroying property, I could scream bloody murder or say thief and get everybody's attention towards me, pointed towards somebody, and not have a warrant for my arrest. Yeah, that's called a proper distraction. (laughs) (laughs) That was what's going to happen the first time. Yeah, do you have a, a little, like, any sort of illusionary spell that would help with that? Like, you can make it look like someone's running away, or... Uh, I can or... light myself, I can make myself shiny, or make someone shiny. Well, all we gotta do is just talk to the people that are in there to keep their attention on us, while our <gasps> friend Rain Cloud swipes it real quick. Sure. Okay. That sounds good. So, the market first. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How fun, an outdoor market. A long, covered walkway shelters vendors and their wares. Crowds mill in the aisle between stalls. There's a lot more older people this early in the morning than there are younger people. One shop in particular draws your eye. A leather-working and magical animal parts processing shop staffed by a human-sized starfish. Is he the only one in his shop at the time? The starfish is not gendered. They split by fission. Is there anyone in their shop at this time? Are they alone? No, there isn't anyone in the shop with them. All right. Dr. Grud is just going to walk up to him, take his uh, attention away from the wall where the medicine is at to another one, and just start asking questions about uh, 
so where do you source all these skins and uh what kind of properties do these have and yada 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 distracting you distracting you distracting you okay genuinely if you find animal parts that you need to sell uh the starfish is using chalk to communicate the prices that they will pay for the different corpses that you can sell them like um dragon hide like this leather jacket that they're selling for 400 gold dragon hide like this they'll pay this amount for you know so many dead (laughs) common magical beasts you know like yeah it's very common for adventurers to come in here and sell this person the starfish person lauren whipple so i'm gonna so I'm gonna distract Lauren with all these goblin parts and see how much he's gonna give me for these goblin parts while Rain Cloud goes over and, and steals a medicine. Okay, you make fifty gold by selling goblin parts. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> um so can I roll with advantage? Because Dr. Crud the Third gave you advantage, you can roll twice and take the higher number. That's the help action on your sleight of paw. Uh, I got a knock twenty plus five on my sleight of paw. <laughs> The theft will not be discovered for the entire day. Lauren will discover it when they're doing inventory at the end of the month. Nice. Much better than jail. That's that's the rain cloud moonglow guarantee. <laughs> so, as we get back to the cart, Dr. Kurt will say, so you did leave the note, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm going to roll. I left a little business that. card with it. I left a business card with a paw on it. Oh, God. Oh, no. He'll know what it means. He'll know what it means. Oh, poor Felix. Um, Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Oh, really? I thought you were opposed to that stereotype, Rain Cloud. I thought you were on Felix's side. Oh, 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 God. Yeah. Oh, no. That's uh, that's (laughs) it. Okay. Retcon. I didn't do that. I'm not framing. Framing. no. Well, I thought you two really pals. bonded too. You were like, I thought so at the too, party. but apparently, yeah. No, I was just being unoriginal. Oh, okay. You weren't setting up your friend to. Oh man, that was his <laughs> specific calling card. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. No, no, uh, scrap that. I did leave an IOU. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. So you will be returning in the future. Then you do intend to give five hundred gold. Easy come, easy go. Yes. Okay, you do have two hundred and eighty gold, right? Or... No, I. I'm, oh no, it's a new day. Yes, yeah, you got it back. Okay. <laughs> cool. Oh man. Um. So shall we head to the college? Um. Should we cure? Uh. Uh. What's his face first? That's at the college. So. Oh same yeah, de- yeah. Same Sorry. destination. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you saw my notes, you would understand my confusion. <laughs> 10 a.m. is the time that you arrived at the college last time. So if you would like to repeat that exact same meeting Russ, getting Professor Quentin away from their class and into your hospital cart, exactly the same, you could do that. So you could just checkmark success that if you'd like. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Check. You've done it. It is now 11 a.m. and you have one Professor Quentin Joff in the back of your hospital cart. Receiving a Cheetos infusion. <laughs> I'm very jealous. Where do you want to go at 11 a.m.? We need to find Russ. But yeah. we know he'll be at the park at 2. Actually, Russ is in the class at, at 10. Oh. Uh-huh. Remember. Yeah. We might need to go through that sequence then. 
We could just follow him after class. Oh yes. He was at the market. He was at the market at midday as well. That's true. Because we went to the market right after this, so he'll be at the market. Yeah. Well, we went alley then market. Can we try to head him off before he hits the market, or head him off as he gets to the market? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, you can catch him right as he steps out of the lecture hall. Yes. As you direct Professor Quentin into the hospital cart and Dr. Crud III sets him up with an IV, the students gradually exit the lecture hall. Classes have been canceled as the professor is away. And Russ suddenly has a free day. Uh, Satara approaches him and she's trying to like soften the murder walk. But I feel like at this point it's very ingrained. And so it's still like half a murder walk as she walks up to this poor, poor boy who... I doesn't remember her, correct? We're the right. only ones that have. Uh, so she says, hello, Russ, not remembering <laughs> that they don't remember her. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, let me. So normally people would just, you know, assume that they didn't know you and stuff. But he has a missing sister and some memory problems. So he uh, I rolled the dice. It was a 20 on the dice. So. He is going to say hello, Satara. Hmm. And he's like, dude, this day is so weird. What the heck? Do you remember me? I remember you. What is going on? Wonderful. Um, I was hoping you would remember. But we we're, we saved the professor. The professor is fine. We need to find the tutor. And last time, was it three, four? Time is weird now. Um, a while ago, we we couldn't find that she existed. However, we did find another who had the same situation. We, it, your sister is not at the park. You stay away from the park. Um, we why? Need, What's in the park? Death. Death is in the park. Stay away from the park. What? <laughs> He's having a very rough day. Parenthesis s and parenthesis. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, being immune to time magic and being in Groundhog Day would be a really rough. <laughs> yes, uh, us. Yes, she's like I, I, I want you to trust me. Just please, we will find your sister, but stay away from the park because if you go to the park, we go to the park, and it might waste some time. Um, because uh, and she doesn't say unfortunately, but she looks at him and she says, "I like, I like your. I don't want to say Moxie. She wouldn't say Moxie, but." I like I like how you are, and I like your temperament, kid. You could do great things someday, so I don't want you to die. Now, we need to find this tutor. How did you contact her last time? Adelaide contacted her. I what, Why are you talking about I'm going to die if I go to the park? What's in the park? Well, nothing, but you're definitely going to die if you go there. That's actually something we should figure out. Yeah. <laughs> it might be Bobby. I don't want to use him as bait. <laughs> oh, I hadn't even thought of it. I thought that's a great <laughs> idea. Oh. <laughs> um, Satara looks at him and says, I uh, I guess, I, I actually, mm, you come to the park, but we need your fighter boyfriend to come with as well to protect you so I'm not distracted. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> You've never seen a person with an eel head blush bright red before <laughs> it's like when you cook a lobster it just turns bright red <laughs> oh boy and he's like he's not my boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Well, we don't actually need to use him as bait. We could set up a scare eel out there in the park, and then they could attack that. Yes, but he... Russ here could identify Adelaide and the tutor, and your not-boyfriend, I'm sorry, I was confused there, um, could <laughs> at least protect you so we could focus on this tutor. Okay, so from... I guess it's... 11 now. So from 11 to 12, you meet up with Ivan, who being unemployed is available. And if you would like, at 12 o'clock, you can arrive at the park with Russ, Ivan, and the three of you. Yes. On the way there, uh, Sitara can drive since Credit is scared of her. And uh, he's going to make his scare eel on the way over there. Nice. Going to okay. make it look just like Russ. All right, go ahead and purchase a disguise kit. I think that's 25 gold points. Okay. And by the way, Satara is, she doesn't realize that you're scared of her and that's why you're letting her drive. She's just like, I'm so honored to be trusted to drive. And <laughs> <laughs> um, while we're in the, when we're in the park, I'm going to maybe walk like 10 paces ahead or behind you guys. So as it doesn't look like, it looks like I'm just taking the air and I'm not a, a threat. So they'll hopefully underestimate us. Okay, let's say you guys arrive at 1 p.m. so that you can properly get a scare Russ set up. It's 1 p.m. and you are in the park. Is this going to be a stationary scarecrow dressed up to look like an eel guy? Or are you, you going to like weekend at Bernie's it around the place? <laughs> oh, he's he's going to set it up. He's got, you know, he's got so much stuff in the back. He's going to make it so it's kind of animatronic if... He's going to run some, some fishing line from it all to the, behind a tree. He's going to make Puppet it, rest. you know, dance and. <laughs> what is the, I mean, is the head, are you going to like pick up a fish head at the market for the head or something? Or is that a little, a little too much for poor Russ? I, I think that's a little bit too much. Yeah. Okay. I'll leave it in your capable hands. <laughs> You're kind of taking one step towards the kind of mad, insane doctor scientist ruse thing. <laughs> one step. Just a warning. <laughs> you know, and this might if we succeed today. You know, this is this is well, for keeps. You guys still haven't real. Fair, fair, he still hasn't shared who he studied under anyway. So, oh god, magic map. He can't be that harmful. Um. Uh. All right. Well, I suppose we could walk around and see if we can't I guess rustle up trouble um from 1 to 2 p.m. they walk around the park from 2 to 3 p.m. are you gonna also walk around the park yes yeah okay from 3 to 4 p.m. are you gonna walk around the park oh, nothing bad <sighs> yeah Dr. Crudge is gonna be there animating his his scare eel the entire time <laughs> uh. That's a skill you could pick up. <laughs> yeah, puppetry. Uh, I think by the time we hit three to four, Satara kind of looks at you guys, and she has a look in her eyes, and she just kind of calls out, I need a tutor for school, um, <laughs> for magic math class, if anyone happens to be listening, because she is getting bored. Okay, uh, nothing happens from four to five. Would you like to also walk around the park? Uh, do you want to just keep doing this until midnight uh, yeah. and then <laughs> and then just, just cycle through. Do, have a do-over? <laughs> you have all the time in the world. Hey. We do. 
Dancing fish, dancing fish, dancing fish, dancing fish, dancing fish. Four to five passes, five to six passes at 6 p.m. At 6 p.m., you've been doing this for a few hours now. You're just determined to spend the rest of your day in the park. And at 6 p.m., perception check. 17. 22. Four. (laughs) Satara is so bored. Yes, she is. Satara doesn't hear, but the other two of you hear a twig snap and leaves Russell as someone is walking through the trees, using the woods of the park as a cut through. Dancing fish, dancing fish, dancing fish. (laughs) I I hide, I hide. (laughs) Do a stealth check. Uh, 15. Okay, she does not. No one sees you. Uh, Marvelous. Okay. What do we see? Can I see this person? Well, a brunette human is walking through the trees and then sees a dancing fish (laughs) (laughs) and stops and pauses and looks at the party of Ivan, (laughs) Russ, Dr. Crud III, and Sitara (laughs) and says, what the heck? As Dr. Crud makes a dancing fish. (laughs) Puppet. Uh, you aren't supposed to come this away. You're supposed to go that away. You aren't supposed to see us. Who are you? Oh, she pauses and says, um, I'm sorry. I'm just going to take this cut through. Don't mind me at all. I, and, and starts to head back the way she came, like avoiding you. Bobby. Hey, Bobby. She stops. That's her. Grab her. Her fists close. <laughs> and she glares over her shoulder at you. Sitar is going to try to tackle her. Okay, everybody roll initiative. <laughs> because she is very excited for some action. Well, I rolled a three. Minus one is a two. Oh, boy. I got a 14. Uh, 19. Dancing fish, dancing fish, dancing fish. <laughs> New on Nicomoy Radio. <laughs> <laughs> the initiative order is Sitara, Raincloud, Bobby, Dr. Crud third, and then I guess I should put Ivan and Russ in there, even though your instructions to Ivan were protect Russ. So Ivan's just going to sprint that away with Russ. <laughs> so, okay. But I'll put them last, just in case someone wants to target them before then. Okay, Satara, you are up first. Um, okay, so she is going to call out um, she's going to call out stop, and if she doesn't stop, well, she said she was tackling her, so what do I need to roll to tackle, actually? that I did say I was doing this. Never mind. Oh, so you're doing an unarmed attack? Yeah, she is straight up trying to tackle her. Okay, roll a d20 and add your strength modifier. That's your to hit. And then you can roll a d4, and that's your damage. Okay. I think um, plus your attack bonus. Yeah. Plus strength. Strong. 17. That hits her. You tackle her around the middle, and you both go down onto the ground. And please roll a d4, and then add your strength modifier, and that's your unarmed attack damage. Two. Two. She takes two damage. Because <laughs> she is trying to keep her from running away. Oh, yeah. She's now prone, which means that people standing up will have advantage to hit her if they're in melee standing around her. So, like, if someone tries to kick her in the kidneys, they'd have advantage. But you're also prone. Yeah. Which means it'll take half your movement to stand up. Is that the end of your turn? Yep. After Satara, it's Raincloud. 
Rain cloud, okay. you hid. So I'm going to say, um, let's put distances on all of this. How far away do you want to start out the battle? Um, I think, uh, well, I'm going to close for um, LA. So as close as, uh, as close as I can get. Okay. As long so, as within in 30 feet, I'm good. Let's say that you scrambled up a tree and then you leaping dive down from the tree to close to melee range with her. All right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and um, you're going to attack her, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to try and do non-lethal damage. Um, okay. With my rapier. Uh, so I bound down from the tree silently, kind of ninja run up behind and uh, attack. Uh, I got a 16. That hits. And... Um, uh, D8 plus 3 damage plus uh, sneak attack damage, I presume. Yeah. So that's 11 plus 4 uh, plus 5. So 11 plus 9, uh, 20 damage. 20 damage. You stab her with your rapier, and mm, you're used to seeing blood when you stab someone, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know, sword. And then you withdraw yeah. your sword, and like red stuff comes out, and that's what mm. usually happens. It's blue. What happens? Blue. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. That's not a normal color. She's not the human that she looks like she is. Great, great. Okay, well, in that case, um, um, let me see. Yeah, I'll uh, use my bonus action to um, disengage and get uh, get 30, 30 feet. No, I can't do that, can I? Um, yeah, no, I'll just use my bonus action to attack with my offhand weapon. Sorry. Uh, that's a 17 to hit. That hits. And then just D8. Uh, five damage. What's your offhand weapon? It is a dagger. You stab her with a dagger in the part of the arm between the wrist and the elbow, and it goes between her bones, comes out the other side. You remove your dagger, and blue stuff comes out. I rolled the damage wrong. I'm sorry. Hold on a sec. I need a D4 for that instead. It should have been uh, three damage. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, and that's my turn. Yeah, that sounded a little much for a dagger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. It, it didn't go all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's the end of your turn. So now it's her turn, and you've already said that Satara and Raincloud are within melee d- distance of her. Mm-hmm. Dr. III, I'm going to put you 40 feet away, which is pretty far for you, but um, are you okay with that distance? Yes. Okay. Uh, he has 20 feet of movement, so he, he cannot immediately assist you guys. But uh, such is the scene that we are setting up. Bobby has two potential targets. Okay. Um, oh, I just remembered something because I'm looking at her character sheet now. <laughs> okay, she um, she transforms. <laughs> uh, yeah. What had previously been a human pretty brunette transforms into, like, you ever seen those rapid aging uh, CGI effects in movies where the, like her smooth skin Indiana Jones <laughs> yeah all wrinkled and there's like these age spots on her face and her hair goes from brown to white and like super frizzy and gross and awful <laughs> very Baba Yaga looking claws you know so first she transforms that's a free action for her she can just switch between her her identities. That's her true form. And now, since you're all within five feet of her, both of you guys, you feel the air around you go dry, but with a dryness that you didn't realize there was something in the air that was being sucked out until just this moment. 
she's pulling the life out of the air and you feel very uncomfortable being within five feet of her. Uh, just letting you guys know that. So now she is going to claw claw bite. <laughs> Rain cloud, you're the most recent one to have hit her. So she's going to claw you for 11. Okay. Did that hit? Uh, no, no. 16? Yes. And then bite you for above 20, which will probably also hit. So you take 11 slashing damage from the first claw as her knobby fingers with their long mm -hmm. black claws like streak across your snow leopard tabaxi fur, bringing up mm -hmm. red wheels of blood. And then she lifts her her head and lowers her jaw and these nasty like rotted teeth bite you for nine piercing damage oh boy okay i'm on one hit point <laughs> we might die that is the end of her turn dr cred oh the third you just watched all of that happen i am i am disturbed very very disturbed um in my medical opinion, would I say that this is a dead undead person or a not undead person? Clerics have a spell that allows them to tell if things are undead and whatnot. So until you gain that specialization as a cleric, I'm not going to. Because it's something your class could be able to tell <laughs> if you went into that path. <laughs> it would make sense for you to go into that path because as a pacifist, you don't like hurting living things. So if you want to specialize in undead recognition, we could do that. So what he's just gonna he's gonna just do what he was planning on doing, even and he's going to uh, cast command. It doesn't work if it's undead. So if uh, it is not undead, then it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. She got a six on her wisdom saving throw. A six. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if she's not undead, Doctor Crud commands her. Sleep. Okay, she crumples down to the ground, appearing asleep. Command lasts for one turn, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, she used half her movement to stand up last turn, so she can use half her movement to stand up again next turn. She's still going to attack you guys in your melee range. All right, guys, she's asleep. Tie her up. <laughs> After Dr. Crud the Third, if that's the end of your turn. Yeah, that's all he's doing. Ivan and Russ, sprint that away 20 feet further. <laughs> Good idea, guys. Get out of here. You can go hide in my carriage if you need to. <laughs> Sitara, it's your turn. You're in melee with her. Okay, I have hempen rope in my back. And jeez, I will not <laughs> switch to a southern accent. Ugh. Everybody always does. <sighs> the funnel strikes again. Your accents swirl around, but eventually drain down to southern. Oh, no. Well, anyways, uh... So I'm going to take the hempen rope, and I'm going to tie her up, I guess. Okay. Um, if you read hempen rope, it does say on the item description that it is a DC 17 strength check to get out. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. She's still just going to tie her up. Would that be... Your full action. Do I need to roll something to tie nope. her up? Oh, okay. Uh, hempen, so we used to play like, oh, you would make some kind of sleight of hand check or something, but you actually read the rope and it's like, I got a number, dude. So like, you can't get below a 17 and it doesn't make more, it doesn't make sense to give you above a 17. So okay, auto yep. 17 for hemp and rope. Go ahead and double check the item, but I think that's what it says on its stats. Yes. So yeah, it is a DC 17 strength, strength Perfect. check. 
Yeah, one time I was reading the stats for Hemp and Rope, and I was like, oh, it has one. It has an <laughs> It has oh, another. Right. Okay. All right. All right. At the end of your turn, Rain Cloud, it's your turn. She's tied up and appears asleep. Okay. Um, I am on one hit point, so I am going to... Um, how, how far away is Dr. Crud to me? 40 feet. 40 feet. Um, oh, God. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm just... I'm going to get out of melee range. Melee range. I'm going to get 30 feet away from her, and if I can... Um, actually, could I hide again where I was hiding before while she's asleep? Yep, 30 feet away and you climb a tree. Yeah. Go ahead and do a stealth check. Um, yes. That is an 18 plus 7, 25. Uh, <laughs> yes, you are hidden. <laughs> is that the end of your turn? Um, yeah. Okay, it's Bobby's turn. She wakes up, realizes that she's tied, because the command ends after one turn, <laughs> got a 23 so spends her action ripping the rope into fine pieces as she pulls her arms apart you now have 50 one foot long pieces of hemp and rope <laughs> and I didn't move so I'm still in you're melee. still in melee but that took her entire it took half her movement to stand up and it took her entire action to get out of the grapple so uh, Dr. Crud Third, we're back to you. Wisdom saving throw, please. Oh. How's it an eight? Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> she collapses to the ground again. And I should have read my spells better. I could actually do another spell as a bonus action. A healing word to my friend Raincloud. Today's healing yeah. word is scrumptious. <laughs> Scrumptious. <laughs> and you're gonna get. What does that do for me? You're gonna get uh, hit points back. It's gonna be mm. nine hit points. Beautiful. But that does also cost me a spell slot, so don't waste them. <laughs> I'll try not to. <laughs> you know, I'll try not to get killed. Is that the end of your turn, Doctor Crud the Third? Tie her up again, because that's the end of my turn. Okay. At the end of your turn, Ivan and Russ get fully 80 feet away now from her. Satara, it's your turn. So I'm out of rope. I don't know what to do. I don't want to hit her while she's down because it's kind of pointless and Crud Jr. would get mad at me. Um, uh, I, can I hold an action? Yes, you can okay. state the specific action that would cause your reaction to occur. She's going to put her dagger to her throat, and if she tries to, like, move, she's going to stab her. Fair. Um, and the minute she wakes up, she's going to verbalize that threat and say she just wants to talk real fast. Okay. All right. Satara has readied an action. Upon the wake up, she will say the thing, and upon the movement, she will do the stab. <laughs> After nice. Satara, it's Raincloud's turn. Raincloud, you're 30 feet away in a tree, hidden pretty well. <laughs> and she's, she's asleep. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm also going to ready an action to um, throw my dagger. Um, actually, I'm going to get within 20 feet and hide again. Okay. Do a stealth check. Okay. Uh, 16. Okay. And yeah, I'm ready an action to uh, throw my dagger at her. If she breaks... If she... Becomes a threat again, is what I'll say. Upon movement or upon Satara taking damage? Um, 
Either, yeah, either. Okay, so if she yeah. moves or if Satara takes damage, then you'll throw a dagger at her. Yeah. All right. It's now Bobby's turn. Bobby's going to wake up. <laughs> All right. Um, Satara, she woke up. Hey, I just want to speak to you about Adelaide. And move, and I stab you. She glances down at the dagger and says, what a puny weapon. And she does move, and you can stab her because she's also going to attack you. So go ahead and do your stab. Oh, she get two stabs then. One from Sitara yeah. and one from Raincloud. Raincloud, go ahead. She's attacking Sitara. Uh, yeah, a, I am. I rolled a 16 to hit. And a 17 from me. That hits. That hits. So it's and that is um, D4 plus 3. So that's 2 plus 3 plus 5. Um, plus I get sneak attack, I presume, because I'm hidden. You do. But you're not hidden after this attack lands. Yeah. Um, five and four is uh, nine. Nine damage. And five from Satara's dagger. Five from Satara's dagger, nine from Raincloud? Uh, correct, yeah. Okay. She she loses a bit more of her blue blood and goes down in hit points, but is pretty... <laughs> she's looking pretty healthy as she claws Satara twice. I'm going to assume that a 19 at her lowest hits you with both of her claws, does it? Yeah. But her bite misses, so that's good. Um, and she's going to hit you for 22 slashing damage with her knobby old lady fingers with withered black claws. <laughs> Satara's down. <laughs> Satara is down. Um, yeah. Puny humans. Or, wait, no, you're not human. Puny daggers. <laughs> she, she is uh, very much alive, shall we say. <laughs> yeah, because I only have 21 hit points, so um, oh. that technically puts me at negative one. Oh, Satara's dying. Oh, no. And at the end of Bobby's turn, Dr. Crud Third, Satara's dying. <laughs> I, w- uh, I will say, if you let her die, it's fine. I won't get upset. If she dies, it's fine. It resets. <laughs> well, that's true. You could all die here, and it would just be 9 a.m. Yeah, that's true. Uh, hmm. Wisdom saving throw, please. Oh. How's a nine? That's a fail. This time he cast <laughs> Hold Person. So she is now paralyzed for a minute. She can make another wisdom saving throw at the end of her turn. Can you read the condition paralyzed for 5th edition? I sure can. Where is it? There it is. Paralyzed. A paralyzed creature is incapacitated and cannot move or speak. The creature automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Any attack that hits the creature is a critical hit if the attacker is within five feet of the creature. <laughs> well, darn. All right. She cannot speak. And it seems like, I don't know what incapacitated is, but she that can't is, move. You can't take actions or reactions. She can't take actions and she can't speak. So, oh, wait. So paralyzed means they can move. No. She cannot take any actions or reactions. Oh, incapacitated and can't move or speak. So she can't take actions or reactions. She can't move or speak. (laughs) She finds herself, uh, like, picture a person stiffening up like a board and toppling over and landing with a thump on the grass and the leaves (laughs) blow. Her eyes are moving in her head, but her expression with her old lady teeth is of open jaw and just like, ah. (laughs) Like one of those fainting goats. (laughs) Oh, she's, she falls over like a fainting goat. <laughs> oh, she's got to be really ticked by now. I mean, she's already been slept <laughs> twice and paralyzed once. 
<laughs> All right, yeah. guys, tie her up again and do a better job of it. <laughs> Ivan and Russ get 100 feet away. <laughs> and Satara, it's your turn. Please make a death saving throw. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot to make you guys take damage for when you hit her. Uh, Satara, you're, take five more damage. Because when you hit her in melee, that aura that she was sucking all the life out of the air, um, hitting her with a melee makes you take damage. Okay, um, six, so I don't pass. Okay, so you've got oh, one fail. Lord. And you're at minus six hit points then? Yep. Yeah. All right, one fail. If she, listeners, if she reaches three failures, her character dies. All right, Satara, one failure. That's the end of your turn. Rain cloud. Um, okay, I'm going to use uh, all of my uh, swashbuckler features in one turn here, I think. Um, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, I'm gonna, well, I'm going to use my feline agility, which is a tabaxi thing, to get over. Uh, then I'm going to attack with my rapier. With uh, advantage. With advantage. Um, I'll roll twice, actually. Uh, no, but it's 17. Um, and that's d8 plus 3. That's 5 plus 2d6. And any attack double, that you hit is automatically a critical hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, jeez. Okay, so double sixes. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, her AC is 13, if that helps. 12 plus 5. Uh, so I just roll the damage dice again, right? Use yes. your damage uh, with dice With a critical twice. hit, you take the number of dice that you roll. Mm-hmm. And I think... Double it. Double them. Yep. So, yep. like, roll that number of dice again. And then at the very end of that, add your modifier just once to the whole thing. So, like, if, if it's plus 2 for strength or whatever, yep. plus... Uh, 15 plus 9 is 24 plus 7. 31 damage. 31 damage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, that's a stationary target with a, with a, you know, with a sneak attack. Oh, gosh. Describe what happens. Oh, boy. Um, well, Rainclad leaps out of the, out of the bushes. Again, Ninja runs over and just stands above this, like, horrible beast of a thing. I just, ha ha. <laughs> For the perpetration of time crimes, I sentence you to death. Whoosh, and just like jam my sword uh, into her neck. Oh my god. Uh, Rain Cloud, we don't kill. I said tie her up, not kill her. <laughs> time uh, crime, though, crud. No killing. She's not technically dead. She has 12 hit points, but she is quite damaged from that. And you oh. please take. Uh, Let's see. Would the aura actually creature, still be there? Yeah, she's not dead yet. A creature that touches Bobby or hits her with a melee attack while she's in this form, while within five feet of her, takes five necrotic damage. So, Raincloud, mm. getting close to her, like, it, your cells, each cell in your body feels like it's being sucked dry. That's not an opportunity attack by her, is it? It's just a No, a it's, it's called okay. Withered Body. Because I would have been able to use another feature um oh, okay no. yeah right cloud's body withers down to five hit points then um and i'm gonna use um yeah the rest of my movement to get back and i think <laughs> i still have um oh no i can use my offhand weapon still i haven't yet bonus actioned she has a few hit points left yeah it's a critical hit with advantage <laughs> so i don't need to roll it but i can't use sneak again so it's just it's literally just uh, a d4 once no twice Twice, plus your modifier. Four, so four plus four is eight. No modifier because it's my offhand. Okay. Um, so eight. She's still alive and you take another five damage. <laughs> oh, is it every time I attack or every time I get near? Every, every time, time you, you attack. attack. 
Oh, well, I'm down. <laughs> Rain cloud is like, take that, and then falls over. <laughs> Dr. Crud, I'd just like to describe what you're looking at. I, I got a plan. <laughs> As Ivan and Russ flee towards your mobile clinic, your friend Rain Cloud falls over onto the dying form of Satara as this <laughs> old lady hag has her mouth open in a silent scream and is not dead yet. Uh, you're the only person left, Dr. Crudlin. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and take your turn? <laughs> She's got to bed. She's got to sleep. We'll try again. I got to do everything around here, don't I? <laughs> And he casts Prayer of Healing. And both of my friends, which I use that term lightly, gets 18 hit points back. Whoa. It's a level two spell, my friend. Hell yeah. And does that mean we're conscious? Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And you have 18 hit points. Okay. I think 17, if that first one is... I don't remember how that works, but you're once you Once you get hit by the spell, you reset to zero, and then you get that hit point. So they each have 18. Okay. And that's my turn. <laughs> that's a pretty good turn. That is. <laughs> Ivan and Russ are now 120 feet away. Satara, it's your turn. You have eight point, 18 hit points. <laughs> oh, you're being lain, lain upon by a... Snow Leopard Tabaxi, and you're next to your face is right next to this withered hag lady doing a silent scream. <laughs> um, can she like try to like from the from the ground like swing her axe at her? Just you can, like, yeah. Flop. I don't think I think you can attack from prone, right? Yeah. You have disadvantage, so I think but that would cancel out. But she also has disadvantage. The, yeah, I think so that would cancel it out, and it would be just a regular roll. Yep. Oh, so it's a eighteen to hit. <laughs> that hits. Sweet. And that's a critical hit because of the spell. Satara, <laughs> <laughs> uh, describe what happens because that is enough damage. It doesn't really matter what you roll. <laughs> she was super low in hit points. Describe uh, what happens. Oh, also, you take five necrotic damage. Yeah, Sitara just, like, lifts, pulls her axe out, just holds it up, and just, like, lets it fall on her. Because <laughs> she's trying to, like, not hit um, Rain Cloud, who's fallen on her, and just, like, smack. It's like, it's like the worst kind of wrestling, where it's like a bunch of people are in a... Oh, gosh. Death burst. Each creature within ten feet of Bobby when she dies must make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> They're prone, so isn't that disadvantage? Yeah, I think so. Right? How do you dodge while laying down? Let me look up prone real quick. Well, at least yeah. I'm not dodging. <laughs> this, this is like the worst game of Twister. A prone creature's only movement option is to crawl unless it stands up and thereby ends the condition. A creature has disadvantage on attack rolls. An attack roll against the creature has advantage if the attacker is within five feet of the creature. Otherwise, the attack roll has disadvantage. Says nothing about uh, saving oh, okay. throws. Yeah, right. so go ahead and make a deck saving throw. You can maybe dodge behind. You could roll out of the a way. Tree or yeah, you can roll out of the way. Fifteen. Five. <laughs> Fifteen passes. You take only three lightning damage. A uh, five fails. You take seven lightning damage as her body explodes into time energy. Yay! Yay! I think. Also, 
Rain Cloud, you're since you fell on me and I was injured, you're covered in like glowing blood. So you're kind of glowing right now. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, I look fantastic. <laughs> now what the hell, guys? I said don't kill her. <laughs> I think that was a hag. There's no there's no reasoning with, with a creature like that. Now we're going with name calling? No, uh, it's Satara a- looks Crud straight in the face, or Dr. Crud straight in the face and says, oops, and stands <laughs> up. Uh, okay, that's acceptable. I'm sorry, ma'am. Could I do some sort of roll to see if I know what what she was? Yeah. What would that be? Nature or arcana? Your choice. History, nature, religion, arcana. Well, I'm terrible at all of them. Um... Yeah, it's minus one on all of those. And that's a four. <laughs> Spooky old lady. A g- 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 ghost. <laughs> Can I roll as well because Satara's been around for a while? Oh, yeah. No, Satara shouldn't roll. <laughs> um, <laughs> history, I guess, would be... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's an eight. Satara shouldn't roll. <laughs> Spooky old lady. Uh, I guess Dr. Cred will try as well. Can you use uh, medicine for that? No. No? So, <laughs> all right. Well, I got a plus one in history and of religion, so we should be okay. That is a 19. Okay. Are you going with history or religion? I'm thinking uh, religion. Uh-oh. She's looking something up. <laughs> Usually a bad sign. Yeah, we're all going to die now. You know that the Chimanako cult worships creatures that steal people's life, literally, their their life energy, the rest of their time away, in order to maintain a perpetual existence. All right, guys, this is what I, I think I'm remembering from my religious studies. I mean, I wasn't really paying attention too much because I was an altar boy, but... I heard, remember something, <laughs> sorry, everybody's laughing. I remember something about the Chimiko cult, and they literally sucked the life out of people. So I don't think that was a living being, so I think we're okay with the killing this time. Just don't let it happen again. Well, okay, I mean, I followed my gut this time, and I do, I do respect your... Your respect for the sanctity of life, and I, I, you know, I don't draw draw my sword lightly. But this thing, I feel had it coming, and was going to kill us. And the funny thing is, I just saw your guts not too long ago. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, indeed, we we all did, we all did. Satara motions to Rain Cloud and holds out her hand, and hmm. she says, "Uh, here, I can heal you." Oh, thank you so much. Uh, oh, that 18 didn't fill you up? I'm on 15 out of 20, but... I'm on 5. Okay, I'll heal yourself. <laughs> uh, so I can heal... Well, I can get, take you into my hospital and give you... You don't even have to spend nothing. I have full medical capabilities right behind us. Uh, noticing that Rain Cloud seems fine, she just, like, takes her hand and smacks herself in the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> And heals herself with plus five. So then she heals herself all the way up. Because that's 16 points of healing and that puts me at 21. (laughs) And she pops up and she's like, I'm fine. (laughs) Okay. All right. uh, Russ and Ivan are continuing to run off in the distance. 
far, far away from here. They're heading towards the mobile clinic. Okay, so what we need to find out is, did we actually fix everything now? Um, uh, and yeah. with that, I will draw an end because we have reached the end of your game time. Sort of like in the movie Groundhog Day, they had infinite loops. Unfortunately, you only had the amount of time that we had to play today. But you did fix two of the three problems wrong in Nikimui today. For all the listeners, if you'd like to hear the rest of the problems, listen to the adventure that's two adventures from now, because I'm going to run this through with another group. We'll see if they get that third problem, if they even can accomplish these two. I don't know. I don't know. And then for the players, we're going to do a sign-off, and then I'll tell you all the spoilers. So joining us this time, we're Raincloud. We did it? (laughs) Satara. At least I'm not wanted anymore. That's true. <laughs> and Dr. Crud the Third. Dancing fish, dancing fish, <laughs> dancing, dancing, <laughs> dancing fish. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>Hi, I'm Richard J. Hanner, and I host Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. And when you finished, and only when you finished the last episode of Fire Breathing Kittens, drop in on us. We play music, dedications, we do competitions. You can find us on iHeart, on Spotify, and most good podcasters. Here comes the big deep voiceover. News, views, music, and interviews with Richard J. Hanner on Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. Too much? Listen, you're talking about fire-breathing kittens. Are you into covert operations, space aliens, world-altering technology, and shadowy individuals in power? You are in luck. Deep State Dossier is a serialized drama that takes a darkly satirical approach to Deep State conspiracy theories. Join us down this dangerous and sexy rabbit hole of what the government might be doing behind our backs. Hello there, and thank you for joining me. This is Daniel Talks About Star Wars, the show where I do exactly as that name suggests. I am the titular Daniel, and on each episode of this podcast, I will be discussing something from the multimedia empire that is that galaxy far, far away. Often I'll be doing it solo, but sometimes I'll be joined by guests. So if you're a like-minded individual, or hell, even if you're not, and you disagree with everything I have to say about the franchise, give us a listen. I'm just a fan talking about something he loves. Daniel Talks About Star Wars, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Glad you made it. This one is going to be dangerous. Dangerous? I expect much resistance. And the main threat? You know, the usual. Ghosts, demons, zombies, aliens, and then the greatest threat of them all. Vanity, desperation, despair. Things that drive our enemy to seek contact from the other side. Is your order of podcasters ready for this one? Always. The Order of Podcasters, available now on your favorite podcast app.